This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Ross with Longley Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. Uh, you didn't put an outline together or nothing. I, t- I literally told Jeremy, I was like, look, dude, we're homies. We don't it's, we do not do outlines with homies. We shoot from the hip and we're going to rock with Oh, you never gave me that message. You never relayed that to me. So I'm like, yeah, we don't. Got it under control. I, didn't think, I didn't think you and I relayed anything. Jake's taking the wheel on this one. Cool. There's no, there's no wheel. There's Jesus no is wheel. taking this one. Yeah, it is. Oh, but here we are. Episode 203. Of the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network, which is brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram. Use code THN to check out if you end up buying yourself a cage, buying a rack. Uh, you know, whether it's an XR16, XR20, BioG, XA3, all that good stuff. There's a ton of options. Uh, go take a look at blackboxcages.com. You will not, you will be, not dis- be disappointed in any of it. Absolutely not. Uh, I've got a whole stack of equipment behind me right now. There's some to, some to my right, some to my left. It's all it's everywhere. It's everywhere, so, surrounded on all sides. Yeah. It's like a fortress. Yes, it is. So, uh, they soon, drew soon there will be more. They drew for the winner of their giveaway just the other night. So congratulations. I believe his name was Caleb Freeman. Yes, congrats, um, Caleb. Yeah, got a five hundred dollar gift card nice, nice. to uh, to put towards something something nice. Something so, real nice. That's right. Uh, and then speaking of real nice, Steve Snakesberry and his hot sauce. That's real nice. That cotton mouth sauce. That's real nice. Real nice and spicy. We love it. Yes. Uh, hop on over to stevesnakesberry.com. Get the whole set. Pygmy Rattler, Coral Snake, Copperhead. I think he's got a Cane Break or Timber. Can't remember. I think it's Cane Break. It was Cane Break. Yeah. Uh, the Cottonmouth, and he's got the Annie Venom, which is the hottest one of all of them. So get which the whole we set. Have not, we have not tried that one. We need to. I know. I do. I, I need to. It. I want a bottle of the Cottonmouth sauce just to have, to because we had like chicken tacos tonight. And I was like, those would have been amped up even more if i just had yeah a little bit of that cottonmouth sauce yeah man i had i had Moe's for lunch and i was like man a little bit of cottonmouth sauce right. a little bit of stack oh <laughs> oh Sign me see the weird thing is is like i'm not i'm not into salsa verde or like green sauces and stuff like that but that cottonmouth sauce is Legit. I'm not in. I'm honestly like I'm really into like mild. I'm into like mild hot sauce, but nothing crazy. But that Steve Snakesware hot sauce was really, really good. It was hot, mm-hmm. but it was flavorful. It's good. Yeah, gotta have that flavor. Yeah. If you're if you grab that that set or maybe one or two bottles, you know anything from Steve's site, you're helping him out. He does a lot of public outreach, public education. Uh, you know, relocations, takes in some unwanted animals, sort of gets them back on the mend and finds new awesome homes for them, does all kinds of really good stuff. And he's a first responder, so help him out. Uh, hot sauce sales directly help him do his job. So go give him a follow on all the socials as well. And then yes, full please. view apparel. Uh, get yourself 
some shirts. Don't make it weird. Don't be naked. Get uh, get some nice stuff. Also, use the code THN at checkout. That's fifteen percent off just for THN listeners and viewers like you. That should that should be your slogan. Don't be weird. Don't be naked. Yeah, yeah. Like Where you know it, it's it's peak nerddom and a lot of it. So yes, very much so. But I love it because yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna make it nerdy, at least make it cool. So that's right. That's right. Very cool. Very cool. Has the Panther Office shirt hit the site yet? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's been a really good, really good seller actually. So of course it has been. Yours is still here. Yeah, I haven't been in my house in like two months. Yeah, I wanted. I was actually planning on going to your house last week, but we ended up punting, and because I had, I went to Florida last weekend um, for some business. and then uh, this week I had a with who? Not just any. Hmm? Going down to meet up with your with everyone's yeah. dealer. Yeah, I went. Uh, I went. Me and Kayla went down for just a day. You know, if it was just me, I would have gone there, just like there and back in one day, because it really wasn't that far of a drive. <clears throat> um, but me and Kayla made a little spend the night, spend the night out of it. Um, so we had a good time. But yeah, I met up with Chris Montross to uh, get. Two new projects and add on to one more. So that was cool. Uh, we'll get into that here in a bit. Um, so last week, that's why we ended up punting last week. We didn't have anybody lined up. And I had to had a doctor appointment the next morning. And then me and Kayla had to get going. So <clears throat> it was I had a lot going on. So we just decided to punt. Um, and then yesterday, I just had a mild procedure. So still feeling a little groggy today. So um decided to kick it at home. Nerd. So, not a nerd, you're a nerd. You know who says that? Nerds, nerd. Nerds. <laughs> nerds. I'm a nerd too, Jake. Yeah, we're all nerds, man. If you listen yeah, to this man. podcast, yeah, if you listen to this podcast, yeah, note you're, stuff, you're a fucking nerd. Yeah, so, you're you're pretty nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't that aggressive with it, but <laughs> Um, what is new? Do you have any updates? Yeah, I got a couple. I got a couple. Um, first and foremost, uh, the new, which by the way, anybody who knows about these Pasco County yellow rats I've got, I have them thanks to our guest today, Mr. Jeremy Hicks. He was uh, very gracious and sent me his pair of uh, adult Pascos. Um, unfortunately, the male has moved on to uh, another life very unfortunately but it is not without complete loss um got a lot of babies out of the female and um my double clutch hatched again i only had four i got 16 the first round um and which was awesome and then i had a double clutch of four yeah another another clutch of four hatched um so all four of those are happy and healthy and they all ate for me again first time go um, I was really worried about hatching yellow rats because I've heard like yellow rats can be a pain in the ass to get going. But man, these things are all 20 of them ate first time they were offered a frozen thawed pinky, no scenting, no nothing. Um, freaking awesome. Yeah, right out of the gate. So they were perfect. Those just ate for me the other day. Um, so that's awesome. And um, so I've still, I've still got 
think I've got two pairs available if anybody's interested. Um, pretty much the you're not going to see this locality with anybody else. Uh, they're probably the only ones out there right now. So really cool, fantastic little animals, and the the variety of them is just insane man like i wish i could get pictures of every single one because they're they're crazy um insanely variable um so that was great getting that second clutch going and eating um i mean i, I couldn't ask for better results all four ate frozen pod um one of them ate off tongs the others i was kind of in a rush so i just dropped it in front of them one of them like tried to grab it as i was putting it down so i know they all wanted tong fed <laughs> um but they so they all drop fed no problem um and like I was saying, I met up with Chris Montross this weekend and I got some pretty exciting stuff in. Um, I added to my Apalachicola wide oak project. I got another pair of those in because me and Chris did some nice. trading. Um, so I got some more Apalachicola wide oak gray rats to add to my group. These are babies. Um, I should be producing some next year or this season, actually. I got a pair that should be ready to go. Um, so that's pretty cool. They should be producing. Got another pair just to add to the group. Really, really nice pair. They're beautiful. Um, then I added yet another locality of yellow rats. Um, Chris produced some Pender County, uh, North Carolina yellows. And um, I traded him a pair of the Pascos for a pair of those along with the white oaks. I gave him 2.2. He gave me white oaks and tenders. Um, so that's cool. And then the icing on the cake of it all. I So Chris Painchad gave me two females, 66% het amel golf hammock rat snakes um, back in Daytona. So I had those. I needed a I – I wanted a visual male to add to the group. And um, I got a pair from Chris. I got a visual male and a hundred percent het female, amel gold hammock rat snake from Chris. Um, so I am beyond beyond excited about that project. Um, really new to the hobby. Um, I think Chris is Chris and his and his you know partner are the only people really working with it right now. Um, so super, super jazzed to be in on that and to actually have a visual mail to plug into those girls. Um, so two years, going to try and prove them out. Uh, luckily, the the two posset females I have are way ahead of everybody. Like they could probably, they could definitely breed next year. It's going to take at least two years to get the male up to size. Um, but I'm okay with that. So two years down the road, hopefully we'll see some, see if we can't prove out those two girls. Um, uh, so super excited to be a part of that. Can't thank Chris enough for, for, uh, getting me in on that. So, yeah, man, that, that's a really cool project. Especially yeah. The, the mail is, I send the pictures to a couple people and I'm like, man, this picture does not do this thing justice, man. No, yeah. And the picture, it came out kind of yellow and whatnot, but dude, this thing is like white and orange. It's he's, yeah. he's freaking crazy, man. Is, is that the stuff that his pale, his, what he's calling pale sided came from? No. So the uh, pale sides, the, yeah, the pale sides come from uh, Glades County, Everglades. Glades County. Yeah, those are Everglades rat snakes from Glades County. Um, so those are also really cool. I don't have any of the mm -hmm. pails. Technically, I have some from his group that produced pails. So there could be mm -hmm. a chance I produce some down the road. I don't really know. 
Um, but yeah, so those, those are, those are really cool. It's actually funny. I have, so now I have Glades County Everglades rats. I also have Glades County yellow rats, which are, which are pretty cool. I picked those up in Daytona. Nice. Uh, so, cause I really like, I really like Everglades locality yellows. They have this really like washed out look. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited to raise those up and all, but yeah, I'm up to, I don't know. I think between 10 and 12 different locality of yellow rats now. Damn. Really? Which, yeah, dude, it's, it's kind of insane. Um, I mean, if you include, cause I, when I say yellows, I include Everglades and Deckerts and, mm-hmm all those in the, the yellow type category. Um, so I, if you include all those, yeah, I think I'm up to, I think it's 11 to be exact, but I am surprised awesome. those haven't become more popular just overall, given, you know, the, the size and mm-hmm. relative ease of, of working with and around them. And like, I, that's a species that I really do draw a blank as to why they just didn't, they never got to be more popular aside from not coming in neon colors. I, I think that's the thing. I, you know, I honestly, I think the biggest thing behind yellows not getting more attention is they're not, they're not, and they never were really expensive snakes. Like people put value behind a number, you know, obviously value is numbers, you know, and, um, I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, they're, some of them are very flat, very flashy in my opinion. You know, there's some yellow rats that are just out of this world. Some are a little bit more drab, you know, and I love both. Um, but I think if you're going to keep yellow rats, you really just have to love them. You know, you're not going to make thousands of dollars off of a clutch. You know, you're not going to make thousands off of one animal. You know, they're not super expensive animals. I definitely think they should be worth more than they are, you know, than the prices people put on them. Um, But, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do with all these localities, man, is to, like, just show how incredible these animals are. I, I love them with everything that I got, dude. Like, they are my favorite snakes. And, um... You know, they definitely need more attention, and I plan on giving it to them, man. Like, that's, that's the goal. Just bring some light to them. Everyone so, needs a Rico awesome. in their life. That's right, man. Rico, Rico's the G, man. If I get lucky, now I don't know because I collected a female Hernando County yellow. At least we mm-hmm. think it was a female. Three of us probed it, and none of us were very good at probing, so I don't really trust myself with that. Um, the tail looks male. Probe said female. Send the shed off. Um, she hasn't shed. I don't know, because that was the Weird. plan. And she has I've had her since May. Has not shed for me one time. Which is which is kind of weird. If anybody has, I've been trying yeah, to bring that funny. up and ask a few people. If anybody's got any theories on that, let me know. Um, she eats fine. She has not lost any weight. She's been treated for internal parasites. Could just be, I mean, how old is she? I don't know. She could be a pretty old animal. You know, That's she's good. not big. She's not yeah. huge. She's definitely an adult, but she's not massive by any means. Um, but she eats every single week. She eats mice, she eats chicks without even thinking twice about it. Um, so I don't really know what's going on with that. Cause that was the plan. I was going to send the shed off to get an exact sex on her. Um, but I don't know, but if it ends, she ends up being female, I could potentially produce Hernandez this year. I don't really know yet. Um, 
I might just put them. I might just put them together and see what happens. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, that's what I had to do with that go. one corn that I couldn't figure out yeah. if it was a male or female because I had the same issue, and so I put it in with a, a female and to see if there was any reaction, and I put it in with an, another male, like a proven male. Right. And it was a boy because as soon as I put that female in there, we started doing the the robot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I might just. Yeah. Uh, might stick them together and see if they see if they lock up because Rico, Rico wants it, man. I, I touch him with a hook and he starts doing a little bounce. Like, oh yeah, nice. he's like, let's go. You know, he he wants it bad. So um, I don't know. I might just stick them together and see what happens. Uh, I mean, I, I would. I, I mean, I've definitely um, had animals that are you know worked with animals that would probe um, indistinguishable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so you throw them in, and uh, you find out pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, because you, like, you just gotta pay attention. That's all. Yeah, yeah, because she probed the Hernando probed six scoots or six scales deep, and mm-hmm. um, I asked Chris, I was like, because that's kind of on the verge. I asked Chris, and he said female, like no doubt. And uh, I was like, all right, you know, but looking at the tail, it's a, it's a thick tail, man. So I'm like, ah, you know, but again, you can't really go off of tails for everything. So yeah. it's just, it's going to be one of those things. Might just, might just fuck around and find out. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. That's pretty much, but that's pretty much all my updates, man. You know, I'm starting to, I got, oh God, I spent hundreds of dollars on, tubs and a new metal rack recently to rearrange the room and so that's hopefully happening this weekend um at least i need i've got a million holes to melt um yeah which is it's just fun i have like i think it was seven i think i got like 710 quart tubs it's put a bunch of like grow up uh, like bigger rat snakes in for breeding and stuff and um, dude, I have to put a million holes in those things, so it's just it it sucks. So that's going to take me at least an entire day to melt holes and everything. Um, but I'm excited. I'm ready to get it done, man, because the room's going to be completely different when it's all said and done. Everything's going to be a lot cleaner. So really excited about that. But uh, other than that, man, everybody's rocking and rolling, just doing the thing. So. What about you, Smitty? That was a little long-winded. What you what you got for updates? Uh, starting to wind down as far as feedings on the adults and stuff. I plan on cooling, so gearing up for for the great cool down come Thanksgiving. I I usually well, I like to put stuff in the in my closet, which doesn't isn't connected to the central heating and air of the house, so it it gets cooler. Um, than the rest of the house, but not as cold as it does outside. So I'll usually actually put stuff away in that closet for about a week before I really move them into the garage and, and really cool them down just to kind of give them sort of a, instead of just flat out throwing them into the, the colder temperatures and stuff, I like to kind of give them a, a nice steady transition. Um, it's definitely cooled off in the room at night. Uh, you know, it's, it's been pretty chilly here. Uh, even right now it's, like in the fifties, I think. Um, so yeah, that's, everybody off food. 
Yeah, it's it's been my thing as of late is like it's cold right now, but I'm always afraid it's not gonna stick, man. Like we always go through those waves and that's why I usually wait till late December to really start pairing stuff up because it's or really start cooling. Mm-hmm. Um but I have thought about just like killing the room heat and cutting off food for like a month. Because pretty much everything, except like maybe the pits. I think I the pits I would still put in the garage. Yeah. Um, but I've really thought about just cutting off heat for the month and cutting off food and making it dark in here. Mm-hmm. And then pairing up that way. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see, you know, because like being, t- it's all like, it, it's a hard balance because like if you work like me like justin you're a little different because you have a lot of texas stuff you know but a lot of your stuff's also tropical so like it kind of varies for me pretty much everything southeast you know other than i've got some texas rats but those are growing up i got some texas bull snakes everything else is southeast or mostly florida if i'm being honest so it's like you know there's florida doesn't even have seasons it, it gets chilly. It it does, you know. When I wrecked Skyler's dirt bike, it was a solid fifty degrees out there, you know. Um, so it, it definitely gets cold, you know. But it's more of a do they need it or is a, is a light cycle better, you know? Will light cycle trigger that? Um, so there, there's a lot of questions, man. A lot of people sometimes people just keep snakes together and they don't do shit, and all of a sudden they have eggs. So it's like. I, JG at Silent Hill. I mean, that was his season last yeah. year. He was like, I'm cutting back. I'm not going to breed a lot. And then he somehow had like, I think damn near every one of his females go. Which I know I've he heard y'all say that so pairs, much. He was putting pairs down together in brumation. So it was. Wow. Yeah, because that was going to be my question. If he tried to have an off year, like, does he go have a lot of stuff and they just went? Yeah. Or, yeah. okay. Which I did that last year. I, I cohabbed females when I cooled them just so I didn't yeah. have, you know, 20, 32 quart tubs with single snakes in it. You know, I'd put two females together in cooling. Um, yeah, I don't think that's with no issues. And, um, you know, it, I had no problems. It, it worked out. And, yeah. uh, yeah, right now it's just I've cut everybody off food for the last two, three weeks. So, just letting them sort of get the final clean out and start getting the bins prepped and everything and then get them, get them in cooling and uh, yeah. start focusing, trying to see what's up with these green trees. You still thinking about that? Well, I have the one pair together, but there has been very little action on that front. Um, but the days, I mean, the days are definitely getting shorter. It's getting darker earlier, and the temperature in that room is dropping at night significantly. Yeah. Um, Honestly, so, man, you, that might be all you need. Depending, what's your what's your room yeah. dropping to at night? House is at about 70 right now, so the room is going to be about that, if not a little cooler. Dude, you know. make it make it dark in there. Get in there minimum minimum minimally for about a month. Start sticking stuff together. You know, don't even put stuff in the garage. See what happens. You know, if they're if your room's getting that cold, I would. I'm still. Yeah. I'm not even sure as far as exactly what I'm pairing next year. I've I've got a Everything. sort of a short list in my head, but it I definitely 
with what I currently have going on as far as babies and stuff. It's it's gonna be a light year. Um, That's what they all say. Yeah, I know, but I am. Me and Jeremy were talking while we were waiting on you to show up because you were late. <laughs> uh, about just, late. I know, I know. I'm kidding. Um, just like I haven't felt this overwhelmed and overloaded since since the Cresteds. So it's kind of kind of where I'm at. I was about to start handing out corns for for trick or treaters. <laughs> the Oprah Winfrey of corns. That's right. You get a corn. You get a corn. Everybody gets a corn. Like, look, I'm gonna give you two of these, and you're gonna get some awesome pied blood reds in about four years. Now give me fifty bucks. <laughs> now give me a Kit Kat. Yeah, let me get a Kit Kat. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's just it was that it was that female that double clutched man that like kind of set it over the edge. Like if it was just the one clutch of of like eleven, like it would have been fine. But she had that second clutch that doubled all of it. It was like shit. She had another like eleven. Yeah. Hatch. She had like a twenty-two or twenty-three baby. Twenty-three Holy because she had the twins. Holy shit! So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of babies right now. Um, but I'm gonna pull the the persimmon off food. The rhinos are gonna go off food for a couple couple weeks. Wait, are you pairing the persimmon? I'm planning the to. Them? I'm planning to. I may put another another meal or two in that female in particular i don't know yet i haven't really decided um you know the rhinos they're definitely at a point where they could probably be cut off for for a while um because the that pair's cohabbed uh maybe change it up and put the other male in next next year we'll see i haven't really decided but i was telling uh telling jeremy too i think Sort of my game plan currently is to to severely cut back on a lot of corns and sort of funnel that down to the castagna stuff and and the locality stuff, um, and then sort of get back focused into into green trees a little more. Just because now that I have the ability to, like, I'm finally at the point with the the smaller stuff I've been raising up, um, and then having that that new new girl. Uh, you know, kind of back on track on the on the chondro front now, as far as breedability and things like that. So I'd say you get one chondro, you can breed, and also you're like, "Fuck corn snakes, we'll be chondros again." Yeah, you were just a placeholder. <laughs> what uh, what what locality uh, chondros are you sitting at right now? Are they all beox or or what? Uh, as far as like actual locality stuff, yeah, it's it's beox. Um, cool. Everything yeah, else designers. I have. Is- Everything else is, yeah, quote unquote, designer. Um, mm-hmm. And it turns out, you know, I thought that that I was male heavy, and it actually looks like I'm. It's the opposite. I'm female heavy, which I'm not complaining. Um, yeah, because I got one male. This male that I've got with with that female from Brahms. Uh, He's he's been trying, you know. He's he's definitely ready and willing. It's just the females that aren't aren't giving it up. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Just trying to get something to happen at some point with those again. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, I'd be cool to see some uh, some more captive, you know, beox too, man. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's going to be a big thing with this yeah. this bigger girl. 
um, to get back to, to offering something that isn't crazy high end as far as captive bred stuff, uh, mm-hmm. but better than wild caught, you know, sort of I think entry condors is a good, good kind of term for them. Uh, mm-hmm. it'll be nice to be having something to offer on that front. Yeah. Know? So. Man, the ones Brahms just posted up for sale. Oh my god! I, I haven't seen them yet. <sighs> Smokers, man. There's one in particular. I was like, if I had the money, oh I, god, I, man, I don't need to add another species. <laughs> yeah, but hunters are different. Like I, I, I'm still hunting for a, uh, a northern emerald male. Oh, you have an emerald? Yeah, yeah, female. Um, but it, you know, finding finding a good male, it, it seems difficult right now. Um, something that's going to be healthy, you know. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind taking a chance with with wild caught. I've, I've done it, um, not really on a large scale, but um, probably in the teens as far as quantity in the past yeah. um, and had fairly good success. So I'm not above it, but at the same time, I want it to be a, a good, you know, good looking phenotype. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, chondros, man, I, I've always wanted, always wanted chondros. And, but right now I, ca- I can't add another species. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. I feel yeah. I think I'm going to add, like, I do want a chondro, like, Mm -hmm. just like one, and I'm going to buy a Captain Bread one and just hope it's a male. And then if it ends up being a male, I'm going to be like, Justin, here you go. (laughs) Breed it and don't kill it. (laughs) That's going to be the thing. Breed it and don't kill it. Yeah, the emphasis on the don't kill it because it's a chondro. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's not because it's you. Not because it's no. it's not a dig on you. It's a dig on Condros. <laughs> they're not that not bad, that man. Yeah, well, you know, from from what I hear, they're they're even easier than emeralds, and I mean, I, I, I don't think they're alone. Yeah, I don't think they're as they're as sensitive as emeralds. That's for sure. No. Yeah, I just leave mine alone as long as you have the parameters set right. You know, just don't touch it. I feel like that's honestly like. Touch that's it, that's on it. such a it. thing with like so many snakes and even like your more mm-hmm. common ones like i think so many snakes benefit from just like don't fuck with it you yeah. know like don't touch it don't be trying to handle it all the time handle it minimally yeah. clean i attribute all of my all of my don't touch it all of my yeah. pseudo success with the jansen eye is attributed to me just ignoring them pretty much yeah <laughs> That's uh, I agree. Chaz, right? Who who's got a lot of Ganyasoma? Yeah, yeah. Has dealt with a lot of uh, imports, and that's what he says, man. Just put it in a box and don't touch it for six months. You know, it's not a it's not a play with me group, man. It's not. No, not no, no, no. I don't. I, feel I, like, I don't think. Of, yeah. I feel like snakes in general. I mean, they're they're not dogs, man. No, like that's the thing. The whole I live by the whole like they don't want like obviously they like to explore like i think snakes would have way more benefit of you having some type of jungle gym in your room you Mm -hmm. taking it out 
plopping it on that and then do your thing, you know? Like, they don't benefit from you physically. Like, oh, it loves me. No, it doesn't. It tolerates oh, you. Rhinos seem to seem to enjoy it. They want to explore. They just want to explore. Any snake that looks like it wants see, to come out and say hi. It wants come in to... and they're like, I that means like maybe they'll let me out if I sit at the door of the the cage exactly. and stare at them. Maybe they'll understand what I'm trying to tell them. You know, the best the one of the best things I did, and I, I'm probably gonna get another one once the room is redone. Um, one of the best things I did. So when I was living at, this was years ago, back when I was living at my parents' house, I, my mom had this, like a drying rack, you know, it was like one of those real tall, like wooden things that you would hang clothes on to dry off. I stole that, that thing. Cause my mom never used it. And I would take a carpet out to clean it and I'll just plop it on top of that. And I would go clean its enclosure, you know, deep clean stuff. And they would go crazy just all around yeah. that thing, going in and out, up and down. It was, it was the best thing I ever did, man. Some of them would yeah. go on the floor, start moving around. But snakes that want to go up, they just stay on top of that thing, man, just cruise around. And it, it's, a, it's a great thing, man. If, if y'all need something to just exercise your snakes a little bit I or something to keep occupied. That, that new Biot girl, I need to get her moving a little more because she's, yeah. uh, she's, she's a big one. She's a little, move around a little, a little thick with two C's, dude. Yeah, like it's it's ridiculous how heavy that snake is. I still need to come see it. Like I haven't been at your house since you got her. I, I really need to come see her because, like, you posted a picture and she's just like she didn't look that big. It's so hard to tell without context of something next to him. Is she or, as big know, as that geez. one girl that passed away? She's. Close, very close. I don't think she's as long, but she's definitely because that thing was a weight front freaking dump truck. That thing was a dump truck, dude. It was so big. Yeah, this female, like it's so wild because I I look at her because she was imported. I think Derek got her in like 2019. And I look at the 2019s that I have that aren't Beox, and I swear to God, that Beox female. (laughs) four times the size of those yeah wow it's if i showed you you would think that they were hatchlings like it's stupid yeah how small they That's are compared to her. and it's like i because i was like you know when the time comes to pair like should i use that biok male should i use that smaller manoc type feet uh, male and i'm like that little guy couldn't he wouldn't know what to do i don't if she laid on him he'd die you'd he'd be surprised cry. man i got a little the only, three and a half foot carpet that goes in with my six and a half foot female problem child he, he, he got the job done oh man yeah i'd i'd, I'd post a picture of him people like oh that's cool the mom with her baby and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't no. think his little peen could even like Get to its final destination. You'd be surprised, man. Those little males, those little males are fertile. You know, they they want it. It's a they physical. It. It's a physical length thing, like being able to. Dude, I've I'm telling you, I've know. seen some really little carpets in with some pretty, big female. Pretty big lock for that key. I've, I've seen some small ball pythons in with some big big females, and you know, yeah. At one point, I, I was I, there were times where I was like, "Oh my god!" I, I didn't know ball you know ball pythons would cannibalize because she was just smothering them, <laughs> and they would get the job done. That's right, you man. Know? Those little those little males, they can, man, don't, they can, they'll do it. Up. 
Don't count them out. They they want to get laid just as bad as anybody else. Come on now. Come on now. If anything, they have to work twice as hard because they got to climb the mountain. They're okay with that. Come on. Yeah, but they don't care, Come man. On. It's always the smallest guys that want the biggest girls, man. Little man. It's all, it's all I guess. Yeah, it's little man center. Makes them feel good about themselves. Come on now. He is small, uh, but what he's got to prove is big. That's right. Yeah. But uh, in this episode, as we have hinted, and if you are watching, you have noticed, today we are joined by the infamous and wonderful Jeremy Hicks. Of whose Instagram, whose Instagram I cannot remember at this moment because you changed, you changed it. Nomad, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You changed it not too long ago. Um, but I basically you need Jeremy, a logo. I do. do you need, I do. do you need a logo? Oh hey, hey, hit your boy up. But I basically Jeremy's been a uh, Jeremy. You've been listening for a while, haven't you? Yeah, man. It's been uh, I mean at least two years. Okay, so Jeremy, Jeremy's been a longtime listener, and uh, we connected not earlier this year because he hit me up about some rat snakes he wanted to send my way, and uh, again, very, very grateful for that. Since then, uh, we've definitely talked a lot, and Jeremy's become a pretty good friend, and we met him out out of Daytona, had a had an awesome time, and uh, we're excited to have him on the show. So, Jeremy. Thank you for coming on and joining us. Oh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad uh, glad to be here. It's kind How of was your Daytona? <laughs> <laughs> what? How was your Daytona? Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Getting to meet everybody, you know, and uh, um, just just talk snakes was really yeah, cool. Uh, got some cool pickups. What'd you what'd so, you get? Notably from Huh? What'd you get? I don't think I saw what you had picked up. I, I saw you at the show. Yeah. So um, I, I went there looking for carpets. Um, and I knew Billy was going to be there. And I talked with him uh, prior. Um, and turned out he had a, uh, what is she, four-year-old Nova Guinea female. Um, so I got her, uh, got a male um, caramel 50% Peterson Stripe Coastal. Nice. Which is really cool. Yeah, I'm excited to have the Peterson Peterson Stripe stuff. Um, and then was able to get um, a pair of Palos Verde Cow Kings and a trio of Brawley Cow Kings from Craig Trumbauer. Nice. Don't mention Cow Kings in front of Smitty. He's going to have to uh-huh. They're not. I've no, look. I've noticed that those the the cow kings. They're not like uh, like uh, Getula. Like they they're they not. don't smoke meth every day. Yeah, no, they like, don't. Just like yeah, a they couple don't, times a they week. They don't lunge yeah. out at your face when you open the tray <laughs> and yeah, swallow your thumb. Yeah, twice. Yeah, they don't do that. I know. I'm not afraid of them. I just have severe yes, you are. issues with them. You're afraid of them. You should have seen him with that little cow king Keller sent him. Jesus. Oh my god! It's just that seen, one was just angry. I've never At seen least that such a large man. Known. I've never seen such a large man so afraid of something so tiny. Like <laughs> it's just <laughs> love king snakes, man. Oh man! The demon oh. that lived inside that animal was the same size as me. You just couldn't see it. It, it was it was alive. <laughs> no, there there are some bad ones. There are some bad ones, man. 
Yeah, for sure. Think... That's why I stick to to Leonis and Alterna because they're they're not like that. Like they're much more reasonable. Yeah. reasonable. No, I've, I've I've had my fingers eaten several times by king snakes. So. Oh yeah. I have one Leonis I mean, that that I think would do that if I picked it up, but it's also yeah. a little that just wants to eat everything. It's yeah. at that age right now where everything is food. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Because he eats like a champ. So. That's good. Well, well, Jeremy, let's um let's go back to the to the beginning, brother. You know, how'd you uh you tell us yeah. as little or as much as you want, you know, how'd you uh how'd you fall in love with this crazy hobby that we got? Know, how to um, take you to where you are now i i, I mean it's I, I feel like it's pretty typical right uh as a kid was always huh you said nothing wrong with that yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> i was always I was always fascinated with dinosaurs and 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 uh biology um and would uh I had like this this encyclopedia that my parents bought me when I was young, and I used to like draw the the tuataras and things like that. Um, of course, I couldn't really draw, so I would trace it. But um, and then I was probably six years old, and uh, my stepdad uh, caught this little rough green snake, and you know handed it to me, and that's kind of where I got fascinated with with snakes in particular. Um, as, a, as I got older, um, I think, so my first, my first pet snake was a wild caught garter snake. Um, and no idea what I was doing. I mean, I was only nine, I think. And so we kept it in this little 20 gallon aquarium, you know, and tried to feed it pinky mice. And of course it didn't eat pinky mice and, um, just kind of learned from there and, you know, uh, started catching toads for it and stuff like that. And eventually we let it go. But, um, yeah, just as I got older, uh, you know, started doing a lot of research and, uh, learned a lot, you know, about different species and, and, uh, became fascinated with pythons and boas. Um, saw an emerald tree boa in a, in a, in a book, you know, one time and just had me hooked. So, um, started, you know, I, I, buy snakes from the local reptile store, uh, store or whatever, and, um, hide them under my bed in tubs. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't get in trouble. Um, and eventually, uh, got into leopard geckos and was breeding leopard geckos and then boas and, you know, uh, produced some boas on my own. And, um, I worked at gourmet rodent for a little while. Um, oh, really? Yeah, back in like 2015, that was my first introduction to um, like commercialized uh, the reptile industry. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, I went to work for Eugene Bissett. Um, and yeah, I've just been keeping pretty much ever since I was about 10 years old. I've, I've always had a snake. So it's so funny how everyone is so closeted about it when they're young. Like, I don't know how many times I snuck stuff up to my room that I had bought. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you know, my, my dad or my mom would come and be like, oh, when'd you get that? And I'd be like, oh, I got that like three months ago, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> like, that came in yesterday. But yeah, I don't know that, you know, it just especially when I was when I was deep into scorpions and tarantulas and stuff. I had some things up there that if they'd have gotten loose, that would have been a big problem. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah. 
you know, just <laughs> it's, it's just so funny how everyone it's so it's it's funny and it's bizarre to me too that everyone's story is so similar in terms of how they how they get into all this yeah see i'm similar in the whole like dinosaur (laughs) obsession with animals but i never did that man like i didn't like stop telling my parents that i got new snakes until like i moved out i think i didn't do that till like college you know i had i wasn't supposed to be getting snakes while i was in college but i lived away and you know i got snakes. i had a i had a dad never hit stuff snakes and he would say don't tell your mom yes yeah (laughs) my dad i I was was very fortunate you know i had very supportive parents and uh so I, i mean i probably didn't need to hide them but but I did. <laughs> I did. And then when they found out, it was kind of like, well, you know, I just don't want to smell it. It's already it, here. Yeah. 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 I just don't want to yeah. smell it. So I, think the, I had uh, I had a copperhead in my room for one entire winter, and I don't think they ever realized it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It was in a, I mean, it was in a log. It was in the Neodacia, so, which was, it had a padlock on it. So I'm sure yeah. if they had come in the room, they would have noticed that. I mean, they know what copperheads look like, but. They never said a word about it, so I was like, "All right." Yeah, I feared the wrath of my father way too much to do that because my dad like hated snakes. Even when I eventually pestered them enough to let me have a snake, my dad hated hated snakes, and I was way too afraid to try and get away with that uh, when I was younger. Uh, so that definitely didn't. Well, yeah, my my dad didn't care. Yeah, my dad didn't care. He was just like, whatever. I mean, they're cool, you know. Um, but, you know, so my stepdad, he, uh, I mean, it, it was kind of his fault, right? I mean, he, he's the one that got me fascinated with, with snakes right. and reptiles. So he was he was always supportive of it. And, uh, you know, my mom eventually learned to, um, she went from indifferent to actually caring, uh, which was cool. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I used to go to my dad's like every every weekend. And uh, <clears throat> at one point, I moved all of my snakes over to his house um, because I had I just had I had like six or seven at the time and all in you know, glass tanks. And it was too much at my mom's house. And right. um, yeah, he didn't care. He was like, yeah, sure. Put them in your room. <laughs> so. There you go, man. Yep, it eventually just for me evolved into a sort of a don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm at that point now. My parents don't really ask <laughs> yeah. like how many I have, and I don't tell them. You know, like my dad will ask periodically, yeah. and I'll tell him, and he just yeah. kind of laughs at me. That's kind of what that's kind of the deal I have with my wife. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she stays best- she stays out of the garage, and you know, she doesn't ask any questions. Yeah. I think mine's yeah. just just given up on on even like giving me a hard time about it at this point. She's like, "Oh, okay, another one, great." And like, whatever. <laughs> Especially corns. She's like, "Why do you need another corn? You have like you already have this one." And I'm like, "No, I don't. You already have a hundred. I'll have a, I'll have a, I'll get another Castagna or something." Yeah, but it doesn't look like this one. Use. Exactly. I'm like, but this is a different line. This is mahogany stuff. This isn't the same. This isn't German yeah. line. This is, this is you US. see this little block yeah. on see its how head? Slightly less That's pink. why. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. At this point, like with me and my girlfriend, she just, I think she's just accepted it. And yeah. I I always tell her, I'm like, oh, by the way, there's a new snake coming in the room for quarantine. She's like, okay. That's great. That's great. <laughs> 
So I moved quarantine to the it's kitchen. It's better all around. It's better for yeah. everybody that way, man. Yeah. So I just moved quarantine to the kitchen. Now we don't. Now there's no problems. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, no issues. But um, so talk about where you're at now, man. You know where you're at with, with your, your personal collection. I think you work with like a, a company or something on the side as well. Yeah. yeah. Or, okay. So tell, yeah, tell us so, a little bit about personal and what you do for work with them. Yeah. So uh, my personal collection is is primarily carpets. Um, uh, mostly poplins. Um, that's right. Got a pair of that's numbers, right. you know, some, some coastals. Um, and then the kind of the outliers, right. I've got the Emerald tree boa. I've got a pair of Amazon tree boas. I'm nice. pretty excited about, um, and then the from? King snakes. Uh, so the, the male is from, was produced by Poe's boas. And it's oh, a yeah. nice little bicolor. Yeah. Um, and then the female was a, she's a long-term captive from a friend of mine. She was wild caught, um, and was brought in like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's big. I mean, she's, she's every bit of six and a half feet, honestly. She's a big, big Amazon. So, um, That's a really yeah, she, she's like a really weird yellow with like a, it's almost like a granite pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, very yeah, interesting. So I'm excited that. to see. Yeah. Um, I miss them. When I have know. more space, I want to get back into them, man. Some... I love them. I love them. I do have I mean, a hard time turning my nose up to the yellow Amazons, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I know way more people are into like the reds and the dark stuff, but man, the, the just the banana yellow, yellow Amazons. Yeah, I, I, I really I like the yellows, they... man. Like, I don't see why more people don't have them. Um, you hardly ever see them now, which I find no, weird. I, you know, I never see yellows. Yeah, um, so I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully we can um, have a litter here. I don't know if it'll be this year, um, maybe next. You know, so we'll give it a shot. But uh, you plan yeah, on bringing I mean, carpets this year? Uh, yes, actually. So I have a wild caught uh, poplin. She is. She's a big girl. She's a big girl. Nice. Um, yeah, That's... nice high orange, nice oh, clean yeah. base color. That's what I'm so about. we'll see. Um, What's she going to, or what are you going to put to her? It's kind of, kind of iffy. Oh, Drew. No, if it's a, if it's a jungle cross, I'm going to come to Florida no. right now and I would I would you. let you kick me in the nuts. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it's going to go to a Nova Guinea. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm not gonna. But, but <laughs> he's not gonna sign not, off on it. But he's intrigued. Yeah. yeah I'm, not I, gonna, and, I'm not gonna sign <laughs> off on it. I might just flick you in the nuts a little bit instead of I, I, you, Trust but, me. I know. I know. I know. Is what you it, mean. I'm not. Would it really I'm be a cross the, though? Huh? So would it really be a cross though? Because <laughs> it is still. There's a lot. There, there's a lot of like talk about how the Navigini's actually came about. And oh, where right. they where they came about from, you know, I don't really know. Like all right, so I, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, so I'm gonna kind of oh. keep it, you know. Oh, oh, so you'll vague. message me after the show and give me the maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, based on the history, um, and the data that we have, 
right now. Um, Nova Guinea's and Papuans are from Papua New Guinea. Yes. So now that being said, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, um, I'm not saying everybody go breed your Nova to your Papuan, right? Just because it's variegata. Um, they're, they're obviously two distinct lines. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Nova's came in, who was, it was Nick and Eric Kohler that had, um, what was it? 4.2 that originally came in. So, and that's where all of our Novas in the U.S. came from. Um, so, you know, there's not a lot of diversity there. Yeah. Um, there's got to be some outcrossing done with that, you know. Yeah, and that's, and that's true. Um, but, um, yeah, so it's, I mean, technically, no, it's not, it's not a hybrid. It's not a mutt. Um, but at the same time, but it's not much-ish. It's yeah. not pure. <laughs> it's much so, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, but like I said, you know, according to what we know right now, Papuans and Novas are um, from the same island. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, it, it's one of those where, you know, if, if anything comes of it, I'm going to hold everything back. Um, I know... Um, I've talked with Riley Jemison about this quite a bit. Uh, I know he wants some of those animals because he's going to attempt a cross like that as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, probably just a close friend of mine wants an animal just because it's another carpet. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, that, and that's my biggest thing is I don't, I definitely don't knock you for it. Not saying I would do it, um, but mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not against it. Because, like you said, the gene pool with that, with the whole Nova thing is small. And I think we're going to eventually start to see effects with that. So if you're going to cross it, I mean, you know, you got to put it into, you got to put it into a pop one, you know. Yeah. Has um, anyone done so, that yet? Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm still, I'm still probably going to be crucified by the. Right I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Watch out. Watch out for Nick Mutton. What was the uh, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so I mean, we'll see. Um, we'll see what comes of it. Um, that would be interesting. The reason, you know, it, it's possibly uh, a genetic mutation that's naturally occurring. So and see, that will be that'll be the kind of that's I kind see, of the point. I'm with you now. I'm with you now to see if there's a is this a codominant or recessive thing like okay I so, see where your heads at I, I don't yeah I don't mind so it. I mean I don't mind there there were wrestling. crosses done yeah there were crosses done with novas in the past um, to to like jags yeah and and I mean it, it it's it's a very dis I mean it's a very noticeable difference from jag and mm -hmm. or from any other jag to a nova jag. I mean, it made an incredibly bright yellow, extremely reduced pattern animal. So, um, you know, maybe it's just a really dominant phenotype, mm -hmm. and that's why. Or there could be, you know, there could be something um, Mendelian about it. Who knows? Um, yeah, yeah so. you know, it'll be interesting because it could be just a dominant thing, and you know, they you. Mm -hmm put it to a normal and they might all come out looking exactly like normal Novas, 
you yep. know um so because that's how dominant genes work you yep. know or might you might get half and half you might well, it'd be interesting half, if you know. could introduce more color into that that pattern that the novas have like if you could get sort of that those oranges and and things yeah. that you have from from sort yeah. of like yeah pop yeah yeah and you know like um i i don't really like doing i don't really like all the you know all the integrades and the mutts in the carpet world i mean because what we have is what we have you know and it's right you know kind of our responsibility to you know continue on the the lineage right. of these animals these pure subspecies and whatnot but um you know at the same time they're also just snakes in boxes and Absolutely. you know inevitably I, I think it would make a good looking snake Mm -hmm. um but you know yeah so part of part of me is you know um uh hesitant about it the other part of me is the mad scientist part you know it's kind of just like yeah. oh let's let's see what it does yeah you know and but that's the thing is like there's always both sides to that and you know as much as like mm -hmm. we, we joke and stuff you know obviously i don't actually give a shit you know it's one of those things that like you know i I'm a purist when it comes to pretty much everything, but that's me. I don't care if any somebody's doing jungle diamond jags. Like it doesn't doesn't bother me at all. It makes a yeah. beautiful snake, you know. If that's what you want to do, then do it, you know. And um, you know that type of shit doesn't bother me whatsoever. Yeah. You know, some people have made like I'd be some of the like granite. Granite stuff crossed with the coastal exanthics and then throw albino yeah. into it. It's, yeah. I mean, it makes crazy animals, you know, and it's each their own. But I think what you're doing is a very, I almost want to say a necessary thing, you know, like to, to outcross yeah. them, you know, and see, really see what's going on, you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm with it, man. I'm excited yeah. to see what comes from that for you. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, as of right now, you know, it's just it's just a pair of animals. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be till yeah. next year to where I could give it a shot with two pair, um, like if this year doesn't work. But yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see, you know, and yeah. and if nothing comes of it, then cool, you know. Yeah, whatever, you know. That's the thing you can't you can't put all your chickens in one basket, you yeah. know, or all your yeah. eggs in one basket. You know, you gotta yeah. That, that's the thing with breeding is I had you know. I had such high hopes to breed, you know, albino Florida pines this year, but it didn't mm -hmm. happen. None of my pits went this year, and that was fine. Yeah. You know, it's perfectly fine. You got to be okay with striking out. You know, and that's the thing with breeding because yeah, you're yeah, not going to get you're not going to get every single pairing every single year. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just the name of the game. And yeah, you know, I feel like people get discouraged after the first time they try something. They're like, oh fuck, this doesn't work. Like, no, try it again next year. You know. Yeah. Like, especially if it's your first go, a lot of animals need that first introduction to be like, oh, I don't know about this. Then the next year they, they do it, you know, through and through. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. And, you know, there's, yeah, there's a lot of factors too, right? I mean, if you move or, or, yeah. um, you know, maybe there was some drastic change in your room or whatever, you know, it throws them off. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm eager to, I'm eager to see what comes of it. You know, yeah. I, won't, I won't lie, but, um, but yeah, so. That's exciting, um, man. Yeah, but uh, kind of got off on a, on a 
tangent there. But, That's uh, all right. That's all right. Yeah, no, yeah. So um, the 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 work stuff I do on the side. So I, I'm in con, I'm in construction um, as okay. a full time job. Um, but um, twice a month we try to do it more if we can. But twice a month, uh, me and another friend of mine from this area we go to uh, Panama City, which is about two hours away. And we help out with uh, a friend of ours um, who has his own facility. Um, his name's James Bergman. Uh, he runs Bergman Reptile Room. So I got hooked up with him um, last year, uh, almost a year and a half ago, I think it was, um, through my wife's uh, dog rescue. So I, I don't remember how it all was, but like the, the owner of the rescue knows them and she found out I, I, you know, work with snakes. And so that's kind of how we got linked up. Um, but he, he keeps, um, high end ball pythons, high end Western hogs, um, some pretty top notch Brazilian rainbow boas as well. Nice. And, and, uh, so I, I came in, you know, we, we talked for a while, um, before we ever met. And then we, we finally met, I checked out the facility and, um, you know, he was like, I, you know, I'd love to have your help. You know, he, um, I could use you for ultrasounding, um, you know, you know, the BRBs, um, so that's kind of how it all happened. And uh, so I'll go like ultrasound for them. Um, the Brazilians, you know, the balls will ultrasound. We'll do cleaning, um, you know, check weights, we'll feed, all that kind of stuff. So um, nothing too crazy. I mean, it's not, a, it's not a huge facility by any means. But uh, since I had experience through Gourmet and, and Eugene, um, doing ultrasounds and working with uh, Brazilian rainbow boas and stuff like that. Um, that's kind of uh, helped a little bit, I think on his end. Plus, um, you know, he's a busy guy. He's got, he's got a family, you know, he's got kids. So uh, he, he's really passionate about the animals, but you know, when you have the full-time job, a wife, two kids, you know, things like that, it, it can be tough to take care of yeah. a large collection. So, um yeah we, we kind of just linked up and you know through the hobby and i've been working over there for almost a year now i think nice. so yeah it's really cool man um that's who uh we went to daytona with yeah actually. he he got us set up with the hotel and you know we all rode together and so it was cool that's awesome man yeah that's that's really cool. It was funny at uh, Daytona. You weren't with the group when I noticed the shirts that y'all were wearing. And oh, yeah. um, it was like the day, I, I don't remember what day it was. Cause I think I met you Friday night was when yeah. we actually like met. And it was yeah. Saturday morning or Saturday sometime. I saw somebody wearing one of your shirts and um, I saw all the faces on the back, you know, which is a cool shirt. Like the whole Brady Bunch thing is, is kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. How y'all did it. And um, I saw the faces, and I looked at one of them, and I was like, dude, that looks like Jeremy. That looks so much like Jeremy. Like, it's weird. Like, and I couldn't get it out of my head. And I was like, 
that's just that's so funny how that looks so much like Jeremy. And then that night I saw you wearing one of the shirts and I was like, that is Jeremy. Like, oh shit. Yeah, man. Uh, he does he does cool shit for us, like uh, yeah. you know, like that for us. And uh um yeah, it's really cool, man. Um, yeah. Awesome. I, I love James. He's an awesome dude. I love his family. You know, they they really take care of us. It's me and like two other guys, right? That, yeah. that do most of the most of the help and dude like every time we go over there you know he's cooking us dinner and you know or smoking us some like he'll smoke like a half pound of bacon and a brisket there you go there you, you go. know what I mean? yeah whatever and so it, it's cool man we you know we hang out you know it's it's not just all work so yeah it's fun man it's fun so so when you when you go there since it's you know a bit of a drive do you usually like crash over there overnight or is it like a there and back type of thing no, um, come back that night yeah, so it's changed, you know. I mean, because we all we all work full time. Um, so originally, we would do like Sundays um, mm-hmm. during the day. That way, we could get back home at a reasonable time, you know, spend yeah. time with with our families, and um, then we switch it to Saturday nights. And that was rough, man. Like we we wouldn't yeah. get home till me and my buddy Corey wouldn't get home till like three in the morning. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's um, a long day. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty rough, but uh, now now we, we're trying to do you know more like Friday evenings, you know, late afternoon because I usually get off early on Friday, there you go. Uh, or Saturday. So you know yes. he works with us. Like it's kind of like you know whatever whatever works for us. You know he he tries yeah. to fit it in, in his schedule. You know because he's got something yeah. to do. Yeah, and I'm sure things change based on breeding season, off season, you know, all that. Yeah, I mean, like, like, yeah, we're getting to the point now where we're starting to we're starting to uh, cool down some of the Brazilians, you know, and and mm-hmm. I, I really would like to be over there at least three times a month, you know, yeah. just to just to oversee, kind of double check, make sure everybody's still looking good, you know, um, like this past year or this past uh, breeding season. Um, I can't remember. I, th- I don't know if he got, I think it was two litters of Brazilians. We had some, nice. uh, some T positive albino stuff, um, you know, a bunch of hats, um, which is cool. You know, really, really pretty stuff, man. Uh, a lot of them were, a lot of the hats too were just like high red, really just good looking snakes. So um, it's cool. Very good, man. Yeah, it's awesome, man. You know, you get that kind of a family environment, you know, along with something yeah. that you just love to do, man. You can't, yeah, you can't beat it. You know, it's a, yeah. uh, it's a good place to be. And that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. And then, like I say, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll work a couple hours, but it's, it's never like work, you know, we're, yeah. we're shooting shit the whole time and, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, I don't know, it's cliche, but when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. You know, this isn't – it's work. And don't get me wrong, like, keeping as many snakes as a lot of us do, like, it's work, but it's also not. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you love it. You love doing it. Yeah, it's so. it's a labor of love. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's definitely uh, it's definitely gotten there, gotten up there for me. You know, it feels like another yeah. another – you know, almost full-time job dealing with all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, I imagine, now, man. But... You got a lot of animals. I was talking with, with uh, Justin, too, man. He's got a lot of, lot of, lot of animals, so. Yeah, he's I'm got drowning. More, he's got more than I do right now, so. Yeah. So, yeah, with the babies, I I never, I always, like, told myself, I was like, okay, I always want to keep it under 100. 
Yeah, that was mm-hmm. always my thing. Like, keep it under 100, we'll be good. Did not compensate for baby season. <laughs> and Lord help me. That's definitely yeah. threw me woo, yeah. way over the 100 Those mark damn double play. clutches, man. Yeah, the double clutches <laughs> did me in this year for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. You know, I think I think you and I have talked, Jake, um, about this before. Like, if I could stay around, you know, 40 yeah. Adults, you know, holdbacks, kind of a thing. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I think that that's a pretty manageable. Size. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I couldn't, dude, and that's the thing. Like where I'm at now, like if I had, which it sounds like a lot, you know, because you tell somebody you have forty, like some somebody on the streets, they're like, oh yeah, forty six. They're like, you have forty yeah. snakes, like what, <laughs> you know? But it's like at this point, if I have forty snakes, dude, this this would be a cakewalk. You yeah, know, yeah. like if I only had 40 snakes to manage, that would be nothing, nothing. Yeah. But as it sits, shit, I think I had 40 rat snakes just in localities at this point. <laughs> like, You're about to get more too. So. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Jeremy's sending me yet another new locality. You've been my, yeah. uh, you've been the, the new, the new locale dealer for me as of late. Um, <laughs> But I'm okay with it, man. That's uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited about those, man. He sent me those pictures, and I was like, "Ooh, cool, man! They're they're yeah. all spunky little things, you know." And yeah, once again, you know they've they've all eaten, so which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, no, I'm not mad about it. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take me and my buddy, uh, my buddy Preston and I. We we do a lot of you know, kind of work together, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. we keep a lot of the same locales and, you know, I send stuff his way, he sends stuff my way. And so that's why I was like, I caught, cause I realized when you asked me about other people, like, Hey, let me know if anybody wants more. I didn't think about it for a couple of days. And I was like, Oh my God, Preston. And so I called him like immediately. I was like, yo dude, do you want in on these? He's like, Oh, I can't really. I was like, dude, don't worry about cash. Like we're we're just I'm I'm sending these. I'm good. If you want if you want in on this, I'm taking them all. Like I'm gonna yeah. send some your way if you want them. He's like, yo, dude, like count me in. So yeah. And uh, well, uh, I I spoke with Chris again, Montross, um, uh, yesterday or the day before, mm. and uh, you know he 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 just doesn't have room. So oh man. All, yeah, I'm sending all six up there. Yeah, send them, send them all my way. I'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> it's, yeah. I just, I just hope it's not a sausage fest. That's all I can. <laughs> no, I, I know that. For. I know that there's one female at least. I, I sexed one, and it was female. So okay, yeah, yeah. Well, so at least there's that. You know, at worst, it's five point one. Yeah, at worst. Yeah, no, that'll be all right. Because like you know, I talked to Preston. He was like, dude get as many as you can get. And he was like, I don't care the ratios. He's like, we'll go find more if we need to, you know, because we, we know exactly the County they came from. Yeah. We know the address they came from. So that's even better. So he's like, worst case, we'll go find more. And I was like, okay, well, if if I don't, I don't need a ton. So you're going to get a bulk of these. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I'm all about, you know, having a bunch of localities. You know, yeah. out in the hobby, right? I mean, like for instance, okay, these uh those king snakes I got, um, the brawlies and the and the Palos Verdes, um, you can't, you, can't nice, get those, you can't get them anymore. 
You can't yeah. go collect them anymore. So the yeah. from what I understand from from Craig, um, the Brawleys, you know, they don't. There's no habitat anymore. It was paved over. You know, there's a mall or a parking lot or whatever. You know, so you can't you can't get them. And then the Palace Verdes, um, it's it's either it's either been commercialized or it's private land, and they, they quit letting people go collect. So yeah. you know what we have is what we have, and they're very distinct phenotypes. So yeah, you know, I think that's I think that's important. Um, you know that localities remain in the hobby. Yeah, because that's the thing, man. Is like you never know when that. That's why, like, kind of. That's partially the reason right now. I'm really trying to mm -hmm. get whatever I can, you know, no matter what it is, because like, you never know when someone's going to shut down. Like, you know, it happened in South Carolina, like South Carolinians can collect, like we can still collect stuff, but don't come from out of state. You know, these things can't, can't cross, can't cross state lines anymore. You know, at least, you yeah. know, field collected stuff. And then, you know, even then like specific locales can only be of a certain length. They have to be under a certain length to leave the state. You know, wow. so it's like you never know when these things are gonna shut down, man. It's like yeah, a lot of my man. stuff's from Florida, so it's like you never know when Florida's gonna do the same thing. So I'm really trying oh, dude, to get I mean, whatever I can now. Yeah, when it comes to Florida, I mean, they're just developing everything. Yeah, that too. You, know, <laughs> you just, never know just, when something's just gonna be gone because of development. It, you know? Yeah, it's just gonna be a total loss of habitat. Yeah. But don't you dare own an iguana. Don't you dare. Yeah. Not even one, or more than Not one pine snake. Yeah, right. And y'all can't even have wild types anymore, can you? I, I heard, I heard something recently where that's you still can. Um, oh, you can. Okay. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I because I, I try to keep up with it every mm -hmm. year. Um, and uh, the the last time I looked, it was updated at um, I think it was January twenty, you know, twenty twenty three where they changed some of the wordage and essentially ex excluded um, the the sentence of, you know, one wild type. Right. So it still says you can keep albinos. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't reference wild types anymore. I've heard, like, I know the way it was, because I know this was a recent change. I know the way it was. Mm -hmm was if you're a Floridian living in Florida, you can have one wild type, mm -hmm. as many morphs as you want, but mm -hmm. you can't buy any of them. They have to be gifted to you. Right. Um, you can own them, but you can't buy them. But it was one yeah. wild type, and then the rest had to be morphs. Yeah. Um, but And then as far as I knew, I thought it changed where you couldn't have a wild type at all. But if they just don't. Yeah, I, I don't. It, maybe I don't think don't you can. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can anymore. Um, like I said, you know, they, they, they changed the wordage on that uh, statute. And so if it's if it's not included, you know, in the government's eyes, it's illegal. So. Right. Um, but yeah, as far as as far as the, you know, the, all the morphs and stuff. Yeah, I mean. Um, I knew I knew people that were breeding leucistics, you know, um, and there was no issue with that. It's not albino, but since it's a morph, you know. Yeah, but th and that was my understanding is you could have all the morphs you want, but yeah. you can't buy them. Yeah. You cannot yeah. buy them. So. Yeah. Which is a shame, you know. They're they're really cool. Yeah, really cool. I did. I've got albino. I've got albino Floridas. And 
some some of my favorite snakes in the collection, man. They're yeah. they're fantastic animals. It's a, it's a shame you can't. Never had rhino rats. <laughs> I have barons, and that's it's good enough for me. In fact, it's better. To... <laughs> I'm not, not going to get into that fight. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh man. No, that's again. That goes into whole. They're just two very different snakes. Yeah, there's yeah. there's really the only thing similar is the horn. So yeah. they're just completely different. Not even, can't, not even close. Can't, can't even compare even, those. Yeah, can't compare them because barons are just that much. A better. Sad excuse for a horn, if you ask me. On the bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> hey, it's more shut, of shut up. You shut up. <laughs> it's more of a flipper than anything else because that's kind of what it looks like. It's like a little no. paddle on their face. No. No. The um the emerald though, I mean, how's that been uh you know, dealing with them in the past? Uh I notice mostly with the northerns in particular, since those are those are imported in, in pretty big numbers, that it never seems to be young animals that are imported. It almost always seems to be adults. Yeah. Um yeah, it's usually adults. Um I mean, I imagine it's because the collectors, you know, that's they're looking in a specific location and that's where they're finding them, right? I mean, just like chondros, the emeralds, they'll 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 hang down, you know, around a, a game trail or you know, something like that and wait for, you know, mammalian prey. Um, so I'm sure they collect them at night. Um, but as far as keeping, I mean, th so this one, this in particular animal has been a cakewalk. Um, mm -hmm. so as far as the information that was given to me when I got the animal was she was, she was captive born. So, um, already that's, you know, it's a step in the right direction, but, um, she, I mean, she's been, I mean, they're bulletproof, man. If, if you have your parameter set, you can't, you can't mess them up, you know? Um, I've had, so when I worked at gourmet, we had, uh, you know, gourmet was an importer at the time and we got a lot of stuff in from South America. Right. Uh, primarily like Suriname. Um, they were building, um, they were building their uh, Amazon Emerald tree and uh, true red tail colonies up uh, for, for captive production and sales. So at the time I was uh, manager of, of the boas, um, which was, uh, at the time, the largest uh, colony of Brazilians. So we were getting in um, fairly large shipments, I would say. I mean, a dozen animals at a time, you know, not all were for holdbacks, but um, I'd pick through, you know, the best looking animals, so on and so forth. Um, I think at one point we had maybe a dozen holdback emeralds and um i would say the success rate for the for the time i was there was was probably 75 percent as far as holding down food drinking you know um behaving like it like a healthy animal yeah um from what i recall a lot of what 
you know, you have the stereotypical uh, regard syndrome, mm-hmm. um, which I really think, from what I know now, I really think is most likely avian chlamydia mm-hmm. over something like um, crypto, um, based on how they they hold these animals at the importer. Um, that and dehydration, right? I mean, once dehydration sets in with 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 um, animals that are yeah. more susceptible to it, I mean, it it shocks or it destroys their kidneys. It's a fast track to problems. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it destroys their kidneys, and, and there's no getting it back. Um, and then you have a systemic problem after that, where the, just everything starts to shut down. So, um, but yeah, I mean, once I mean, if if you get one that's established. Uh, if you can get one established, as long as you have those parameters set, they, they're really not difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just don't mess with them. I think, yeah, there's a lot um, of parallels to chondras with that, too. It's, yeah, you know, it's the yeah. same thing of, like, well, if you're starting with older imported animals, you're really making it an uphill battle for yourself unless mm-hmm. you're you're well-versed in that and dealing with, the you know, the issues that come along with it and... I guess it's not the same in chondros in that it's easy to get imported babies, but I right. I pretty much never see imported emeralds that aren't adults. Like I've seen yeah. some maybe smaller adults, but even then, you know, it just I, you don't see mm-hmm. small baby emeralds imported like you do with green trees. And I don't yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Eventually, I don't know. I, I like to get some emeralds one day i feel like if you have chondros almost have to have the other the other chondro um but i don't know i mean it's i've i've had friends that that got some and they've done great i've got friends that have gotten some and it's been nothing but a disaster uh i don't know i can't exactly i can't put my finger on it it's just yeah you're either gonna have a great experience you're gonna have a horrible experience and not too far off with chondros as well in that regard you know it's it's kind of a roll of the dice just depends on what you're starting out with. Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, it, it's, I feel like they sit around like the, the import um, wild caught emeralds, right? They sit around that $350 price range. And that's very tempting for somebody who wants a pretty green snake on a stick. Um, and so, they, you know, they th- I think the mentality is a lot of times, oh, well, I could, it, you know, it's cheap. I can afford the vet care. Well, I mean, maybe, but even then, you know, the vet may not be able to fix that, you know? Or, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the chances are the vet isn't going to know right then and there what to, what to do as far as yeah. treatment and stuff goes because yeah. you're, you're not going to see something like that on a regular basis. Yeah, I also and, uh, I also think the a big thing that comes with that that you know a lot of people don't think about is they get yeah import an animal and think oh I'll just, I'll just take it to the vet. The biggest factor, in my opinion, the biggest factor in imported animals and survival is stress management. You know, mm-hmm. I think you guys would probably agree with that. Mm-hmm. Taking it to a vet, I don't really give a shit what they all pump into this thing to make it healthy the stress of that process could kill it by itself whether you go whether you go to the vet or not you know whether you do some home internal treatments whatever those vet visits you know once a month alone could kill it you know it doesn't all the movement all the you know going back and forth 
that that's that alone could be the thing that kills it. You know, vets aren't great. Yes. If you have an animal that's sick, take it to the vet. That, that's, that's your best option, but don't go into an imported emerald or a chondro thinking, Oh, I'll just take it to the vet and it's going to be fine. No, because that's that much more movement. That's that much more taking its tub, putting it in your car, driving it however far to your vet, you know, them getting shots, injections, whatever the hell else. It yeah. doesn't mean it's going to fix it. You know, like yeah. there's, there's, you got to know your stuff to be able to do a lot of stuff at home to minimize yeah. that stress. You know, well, I, wonder I, I, I think, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I think the biggest thing too is just is hydration with with an animal like yeah. that, and, and I'm sure it is with chondros too. You know, um, I mean, you're talking about a species that, um, for one, doesn't handle stress very well, right? Yeah. Um, but two is from the rainforests of South America. It, it, right. It's, I mean, the temperatures aren't really the the big factor. It, it's the hydration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have ample access to water all the time. Yep. And so, you know, like if you, you know, you get, you get this animal and you go take it straight to the vet or whatever, um, you know, that it doesn't matter. I mean, if you don't hydrate that animal, make sure it's hydrated for a while is if there's no damage done to the kidneys at that point, then, you know, sure. Great. But you know, if, if you just, if you just take an animal straight to the vet, and you stress it out and then it doesn't want to drink or anything like that. I mean, you're, you're just risking, like I said, that, that dehydration and those, those issues. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's just the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, it's tough. Cause you know, I, if it were me going into it, I wouldn't, the, my, my first order of business say I went and got a Northern or something, you know, tomorrow. Um, my first, instinct wouldn't be get it into the vet as soon as possible it would be let me get right. it let me sit on it for a month or two mm-hmm. make sure i mean obviously if there's obviously if there's a direct medical emergency or something that needs to be taken care of like immediately that's, that's one right. thing but if it's mm-hmm. otherwise healthy not having any issues like i'm gonna give it probably a month or two before i i it's make not six you know yeah because yeah. it's just right. there's giving them some of that time to sort of get back to zero, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of settle a little bit, establish themselves and then take them. It's either that or go ahead. Do you just go ahead and get it out of the way and get it all sort of sorted and handled and then ignore it? You know, it's tough. Cause I guess it depends on the species too. in, in particular, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think so for sure. I mean, I, like I said, you know, emeralds, they, they just don't seem to handle stress very well, right? Yeah. As a species, um, you know, so the best I, thing I, to do is, is not take it home and, and pump it full of panic here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think that's the biggest thing is like, again, you know, going into the stress, the whole stretch stress management, you know, aspect of it is, if you're going to go down this route, which is not for everybody, you know, let's preface that. What we are saying now is not to encourage you to do that if you're a new keeper. This is for somebody who really knows kind of what, what they're doing, what's going on, you know. But if you're going to go that route, get it home, get it set up, give it a bunch of water, and leave it alone for two, three, four, five, six months. You know, yeah. don't touch it. Make sure it's clean. 
keep, you know, let it, let it, let it poop and let it sit there for a little bit. You know, don't to minimize your contact, make sure water's always clean, give it a good spray down, you know, let it just let it sit, you know, obviously. Yeah. And again, it, what I was going to say is like, it all depends on like, you know, obviously if you have an animal and it's got, you buy it with a respiratory infection, that's not, it's not a good thing. Right. You don't need to let that sit. But yeah, if, again, yeah. like Justin was saying, if otherwise externally, this thing seems healthy, really all you have to worry about is internal parasite treatment. A lot of times, you know, I almost hate to say, cause I don't want to encourage this, but a lot of times those things kind of sort themselves out. You know, there's yep. been a lot of, a lot of thought processes of like something I've heard some people say, I don't even treat wild caught animals anymore. You know, they've been living with them for how long they're going to continue living with them and they're probably going to be fine. So if it's okay, externally, everything seems fine. I would say, keep it quarantined, keep it hydrated and leave it alone for six months. And after six months, it's shedding, it's growing, it's pooping, it's doing its thing. If you want a vet appointment at that point, then go do it because it's been yeah, established. Absolutely. It's it's at least semi-established at that point. It's chilling. It's gotten to your rhythm. You know, you don't really have that worry of just it up and dying at any point. Then go do a vet visit, do a, ve a fecal test, you know, all that good stuff, you know, and move from I, there. But uh, personally, I would do a fecal inside of that three months something you know yeah Absolutely. do one on your own because yeah, yeah, there's a lot that way you know that. exactly sort of what what you're going into when you right. do yeah. have a vet visit Absolutely. because i mean yeah. something like benign sort of parasite loads of you know things that most things live with anyways you know nematodes to some degree or, or something of the sort like those are one thing but if it's got something like tapeworm yeah, yeah, I mean, it, at least it would you know, give you something to, yeah, to look out for, right? I mean, right, like, exactly. It, and, you know, yeah, I mean, a lot of times now, I mean, you just, you can get a, a fecal test kit, you, you, you can reach in the cage, take your sample, and, you know, be done, send it off yeah. to the vet. You know, that's a very, that's a very low stress thing that right, you can right. do right away. You know, inside inside of that time because you can get you know, REL has a ton of mm -hmm. different tests that you can do. You know, like they're a very good source for a lot of different things. You know, and so get get a swab of their poop. That's a very low stressor for them. You know, to do it. You know, we're saying I'm a physical a physical vet visit is the thing that could really do something in if you do it right away. Right. You right. know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I really yeah, want to. I want to learn how to how to do fecals myself, but not not necessarily like learn how to do them because that's not the hard part. But like identifying what you're being able to look at, you know mm -hmm. that that I want to learn how to do because I, you know, when you're dealing with a bunch of stuff that's all pretty much the same shape, um, yeah, trying to figure out what's what, you know, I feel like that's a, yeah. that's something that that could be really valuable um mm -hmm. long term you know if you're if you're dealing with a lot of wild caught animals it only makes sense to to learn how to do it yourself yeah absolutely yeah. at least it would give you a you know jump start too you know yeah yeah for sure but but uh but yeah, yeah it, um it, it all it all adds up man you know like it's all about again it's all down to hydration and stress management man yeah, yeah. there's absolutely. a lot of even even rat snakes man like people kind of downplay how sensitive rat snakes can be you know but like mm -hmm. simple things like enclosure changes 
can make rat snakes crash, you know. Oh, you no, do. man. Every wild caught corn I've ever had settled in no problem. Never no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not eating. saying like, every yeah, corn I'm I've not had saying was they're, like, they're not okay. easy to settle. <laughs> but I've had I've had stuff that like you change the enclosure all of a sudden it's like, what the fuck is this? You know, and it's like they can they can crash they can crash just as easy as anything else, man. Yeah. You know, granted, yeah, they're not I'm not saying I'm not comparing them to green trees or you know emeralds. Those are kind of a whole different ballgame as far as stress mm-hmm. management goes. But stress is a factor on all Which are only snakes. for the elite. Yeah. Yeah, no, but stress is a big thing for all animals. Yeah, you know, you got to keep stress levels low because just like it, a lot of people think that like, oh, as long as I have proper temperatures and this, they're not going to get a respiratory infection. That's the first mm-hmm. thing to happen if an animal is stressed out, like really mm-hmm. stressed out. It's the first thing that's going to pop is a RI. You know, like it's just, yep. it, it's all about management, man. Got yep. to be able to keep that down for all your animals no matter what. Yeah, especially I think too, especially when you're when you know with a new animal and you're, and you're trying to figure it out, right? Yeah, yeah. For even sure. if it's even if it's a species you've worked with for a long time, you know that you know they're all individuals. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, while you're trying to figure that animal out, I think it's yeah, it's absolutely it's good to just try to keep it even keel. Yeah, well, it's, it's what... really odd, sort of in a way. Like if you've done it long enough. You can sort of tell, even if the animal's not really doing anything, that it's still not quite dialed in yet. Yeah, something's wrong. You know, <laughs> you know like you can tell that it's yeah. just not quite settled. I don't know, like uh, you know, that little little baby conjure I got from from Olson recently. You know, like that thing's it's still trying to get it to eat. Has still been kind of tough, but like I can tell that it's still just not quite settled yet. Like it's just not yeah. there. I couldn't tell you exactly why. Um, same with that that big female biak like i can tell she's just she's not she's not quite in the groove yet uh yeah couldn't couldn't put my finger on it couldn't tell you exactly what makes me think or feel that way but but i feel very confident in that like that animal just isn't there yet yeah. it's close like it won't take much longer but it's just not not yeah. quite, quite and that's what, and that's one of those things where you got to trust your gut you know, like on, you know, mm-hmm. the whole, like breeding, like, you know, in your scenario, Justin, you know, like getting something new, you want to breed it right away because she's primed and ready, but she's not in the cycle of your room. She's not comfortable yet. You know, if you put a male in there, it's just going to add to stress and it could, yeah. not saying it would, but it very well could make her go down. I mean, I mean it doesn't fast, matter if know? they're settled or not. Like breeding is a stressful event for absolutely, period, Absolutely. You know? So, and it being on a new environment on top of all that, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a recipe for disaster, you know, yeah. not saying it can't happen, you know, but, you know, but it's a, it's a roll of the dice. That's for sure. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> Excuse me. It's just, I, I, I always, I'm always fascinated at how, if you've, if you've been around an- these, these animals long enough, snakes in particular, how much you can pick up just from body language and they may not even be doing anything, but you could yeah. just somehow you can just mm-hmm. see it. Like you can, it's mm-hmm. so, so just wild to me that, that over time we're able to, to pick up on things from an animal that doesn't have any expressions and like, doesn't <laughs> have any limbs or like, it just, it just does something a little different where you're like, that's not, that's not normal. That's you know? not normal. It's just yeah. so, it's so fascinating to me that, that yeah. we, we get clued into that kind of stuff. 
it's it's just it's not even a trick but it's like you know tricks of the trade man you know certain things that you do it's with anything you do something long enough and you you pick up on certain things you know almost right away it's like music con- like conductors and orchestras and stuff you can have 50 people playing at the same time and they're like someone's off you can hear that one you, can you can't hear someone it. off to my right you don't know who out it of is, tune i don't know who it is but someone over here somebody's is out of tune, out of tune. yeah no, it's that sure. same thing it's the exact like you couldn't teach someone how to do that that's something you only get by yeah. doing it long enough and repetitive enough you know, it's yeah. it's that's the exact same sort of parallel there. Is like, you know, I I could I could show someone like, okay, this condor is perched up, it's fine, but then without the context of okay, this condor has been perched in that same spot for the last week, and I don't see it moving much. Like that's a stressed condor. Like that's a, that's right. a condor that's not mm-hmm. dialed in yet. Like. Right. You know, it's just one of those things where like, you can you can tell people how it's done until you're blue in the face, but until you sort of see it yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for people to understand those nuances, you know, that um, if you're just trying to explain it. So, student yeah. of the serpent some of us are in pre-k some of us are in our doctorates you know <laughs> yeah like you know a good example and i don't really know what it was but my my black rats recently they've been acting the same ever since i had them they're fine mm-hmm. and um all of a sudden kind of out of nowhere they both started soaking a lot like mm-hmm. they would go they especially the the i think it was the male yeah the male but specifically just always be in his water dish. And I'm like, I don't, it's weird. You know, I don't know why he's doing that, you know, cause it all of a sudden just came about. Nobody else is doing it. The female started doing it. So I was kind of like, I don't know what's going on here. So I lowered kind of, you know, just lower the temperatures about pay attention to your room and knowing certain factors. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they don't have mites, you know, I checked out the water dish just to be safe, you know, nothing there. And, um, and they're perfectly healthy, all eating. So I just lowered the temperature just a little bit in my room. Mm. And they haven't done it. Yeah. You know, it's just like little things. And it was like, and I mean like all a deviations from two. baseline, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just just little things, man. You got it. And that goes into also paying attention to your animals. You know, this can't yeah, turn absolutely. into can't turn into a monotonous thing like, okay, I gotta go in here and change all these waters, you know. Pay attention to what you do. Yeah, if you're not working, walk in your room and just look around. You know, observe, see what everybody's doing. You know, and um, that's why I'm 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 big on on not having a ton of automation in terms of like lights and I, stuff. I was just about to say that. Yep. Like I think yeah. there's a lot to be said for for having to go in your room and turn on everything yourself because that forces you to sort of look around while mm-hmm. you're doing things. And mm-hmm. I do it every morning. I do it every night. Like I turn everything off at night and I turn everything on in the mornings. First thing I do mm-hmm. when I get out of bed. And it's always like lights are on, looking around, seeing how everybody's doing, nothing out of the ordinary, you know. The only reason I do do something, like I don't have lights on a lot of my stuff, but in the stuff that does have lights, it is on a timer. But that's because when I go to work, it's still dark. And so like I set timers for certain times of the year, like I just turned back the LED timer on my Deckards, um, you know, because it's still dark at, you know six in the morning when i'm leaving for work you know so it's 
I don't want to turn them on, you know, then my, I'm a forgetful person. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I walk around my room when I get home from work and look around, you know, make sure everything's good. And, um, but at night, sometimes I'm just chilling, having a drink, watching TV, you know, on my Mm -hmm. phone. And I'm like, Oh snap, I gotta go turn off my things. So I, I, I have everything on timers for my mental sanity to make sure everything's going off when I want them to. And make sure I don't forget, you know, again, but it's mostly like for times a year, you know, like during the summer. Yeah. The sun's out when I'm leaving for work and I want those lights to be on, but this time of year, they're not coming on till, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. So it's, that's why, that's why I don't do the timer. That's why I do do the timers. Um, but yeah. 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 Personal I've got, I've got, there's only two things really automated with my stuff and that's you know the heat sources yeah and uh one light in the room um individual cage lights i like to turn those on and off yeah you know personally um it just you know like you said it gives me a chance to look at each animal yeah um you know kind of see what's going on and and, and i'm always interested you know the reason i keep you know this stuff is because i like to observe it you know mm-hmm. so i find myself you know looking okay well you know, this carpet's in its hide today. Um, it's been there for two days and I'll, I'll take a peek and, oh yeah, okay. It's going blue, you know? Yeah. It's in uh, shit. <laughs> it's just kind of mental notes, right? Yeah. Like, okay. When this animal goes and hides, it, you know, chances are he's going into shed or whatever. Um, you know, things like that. Uh, I like to check temps all the time. Oh yeah. Freaking neurotic with that. <laughs> Your heat gun um, runs out of batteries every six months. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm constantly checking temperatures, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I you know, I don't like having a lot of automated stuff either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel that, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's easy, right. It saves time, but you know, then, then I think you're missing out on, on some of the, some of the fun stuff, right. Some of the, the important yeah. things. Yeah. So I find myself just walking into my room sometimes and just looking around for like 30 seconds and then walking out mm-hmm. randomly. I'm like, yeah. I don't know why, but I'm just, I I'm do like, that all the time. I don't, <laughs> yeah. No reason to go in there, but I'm like, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, good? I wonder, yeah. I wonder if this one's perching. Oh, right. it's not. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, right. we'll be, we'll be on the couch like after dinner or something, you know, watching a show and uh, I'll get up. You know, the episode ended and it's, it's, you know, in the next one, I'll get up and like walk into the room, and my wife's always like, "Where'd you go?" I was like, oh, "I just want to go go to the snake room. Just look Let's around." For a minute, yeah. <laughs> That's around. why, like, whenever we're doing this, you see me always like looking over here. It's just because I'm looking. Yeah. I'm like, "What's yeah. everybody doing?" <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> yeah. cool. Like looking at the the tubs I've got now. I'm looking at everybody, and like I just fed, so everybody's kind of relaxing. And both my black rats and one of my gray rats are out on their perches, just hanging out. Yellow rats sitting over there doing the same thing. You know, it's just like okay, everybody's content. We're like we, we look happy. And it's funny you brought up the whole like shedding thing because there's certain animals. If I'm I feed I tong feed everything. I don't mm-hmm. I don't do drop feeding. Not nothing against drop feeding, Justin. I know you do a lot of that, um, but I tong feed everything. And there's certain animals I'll open the tub up. And they're not waiting for their food. And I'm like, you're in shed, aren't you? And I'll pick mm-hmm. up the little hide to go feed them. And they're like in blue, all backed in the corner. I'm like, yeah, all right, you're, you're in shed. You know, you learn you learn everybody individually. There's some I know they're going to be hiding no matter what, just because they're nervous animals. You know, there's some I'm like, normally you're waiting, but you're hiding this time. So you're mm-hmm. probably in shed. 
and uh yeah that's that's funny man with all the uh all the bows and stuff that you you saw come in um mm-hmm. you know be it arboreal or even just the the red tails and stuff i mean what was the most common issue that you guys had with with imported south american stuff ticks 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 yeah hmm. um I mean, I, man, we had less so on the arboreals, right? I mean, right. for, you know, common reasons. I mean, don't get me wrong there, you know, I would find, you know, I could find five, 10, you know, or so on some Amazons and some emeralds, but it was less common. We had boas like the Surinams come in, I mean, and they'd be covered all over the face and their head. Um, you know, it, it's just, it was actually more, more common than, than I thought it would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, ticks was the big one. Um, to would y'all, that, I mean, would y'all physically uh, remove those like with tweezers or would you do like a frontline solution to? So yeah, we would do like, we would do like uh Nix actually, like really diluted okay. Nix was kind of the go-to. Um, and then whatever didn't fall off, you know, we would, we would restrain and, and pick them off from there. Yeah. Um, but um, that was probably the, the most common thing. Um, that's also when I realized um, that wild snakes, you, like you don't find fat wild snakes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, there were yeah. some, you know, there were some red tails that came in, you know, they'd be six, seven foot long, but, you know, not very thick. About about that big around. In a, in a like, big yeah. chunky head too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, that was the most common thing was ticks. So I thought it was funny when uh, Zach Loafman he recently did a bunch of field work with you know Western hognose snakes, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, the biggest thing I got from a lot of this is like we have a bunch of fat hognoses in captivity, yes. and I'm yes. like, yep, like granted, yeah, I know they're little beasts, man. They want to eat all the time, but like, mm-hmm. dude, I keep. I keep my all my snakes on a strict regimen, man. Like they don't yeah. get massive meals. They get fed, you know, even the babies, you know, seven, ten, sometimes two weeks, you know. Like yep. I don't I don't push it, you know, I really don't. I'm not eager for anything to get up to breeding size super fast. And you know, so it varies, especially this time of year. I let them ride it out, man. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't feed any, you know. Obviously yeah. I don't let them get i don't let them get skinny thin right right you know, but i don't want overweight animals man. that's my biggest oh my God, gripe I, with I the really, facebook really groups don't. and stuff man is is we've become so accustomed just from social media and seeing all you know all these different animals that people have that now like morbidly obese animals are looked at as sort of a standard as far as like yeah that's a healthy right. animal yeah they're right. cute they're chubby like no it's not cute like that's and you know it's been said before you know you're killing with kindness at that point exactly yeah it's a really good it's a really good and i and i've been guilty of that right overfeeding um yeah we all have in the past you know you know really before i learned um like the digestive system of these animals more in depth um but like so i find myself um these last couple weeks uh i've been feeding more frequently but but much smaller than much i normally smaller. would yeah, yeah um just preparing everybody because um uh you know they're gonna go off everybody's gonna go off food here soon other than you know the if if the colubrids want to keep eating they're gonna keep eating yeah. um they're still young but um 
so I've, I've been feeding a little bit more frequently, but really small. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, otherwise, I mean, it's, you know, two weeks for the babies or, you know, up to a yearling and then it's spaced out three to four weeks, if not, um, you know, for the, for the bigger stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want, you know, overweight snakes either because, um, you know, I plan on having these animals for a long time. You know, that's, that's the goal. So, right. It's just, yeah, it, yeah. it just, it, it kills me, man, that it's just like now if you post a snake that's, that's two years old and, you know, the size of a yearling, you know, yeah. freak, it's a, as far as like body tone and stuff, it can be a completely healthy animal. Like it's not underweight, it's mm -hmm. not overweight. It's just smaller than what we're used to seeing. It's, it's smaller than the standard. But yeah, at the same time, it's like the, our, our goalpost for the standard has been moved so much because of, mm -hmm like what we see on a daily basis on, on Facebook mm -hmm. and stuff. That's like anything outside of that now is, is people like roast you for it. I mean, I saw it in the corn snake groups a lot. People would be like, you know, is my snake overweight? And that thing would look like it was about to explode. And people would be like, no, no, it's fine. And it's like, are y'all high? Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you, did y'all see what, uh, you know, what Casey Cannon posted about his male brettles? I heard about it. I, I know. I ended oh. up leaving that group too, just because there's like, Dude, it, it was, it was it, not fancy in the seeing the crap anymore. It was sad. That. It was sad. You know, these people, and I get it. You know, not, not everybody knows who Casey Cannon is. What was know? the basis yeah, of not, it though? Uh, because I think I had, had left the group literally like the day before he had posted that because he was so he had a he had a photo of a male you know, proven breeder brettles. I mean, he was, I think he was 10 years old and he only weighed, oh gosh, I, I don't know, maybe 800 grams or something like that. I mean, it wasn't very, it wasn't a very big, you know, snake, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't a very big carpet. And, you know, people just like, one in particular, I mean, they just tore into him. If it's the you guy, know? I think it is. He's, he's the reason I left the group in the first place. Yeah, and it's like, it's, this... it's and you know, eventually, it's... you know, Nick, Nick Mutton chimed in, but you know, you can't, you know, if somebody thinks they're right. You can't, you can't tell them anything different these days. No, man. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm past the point of arguing with people on the internet anymore over that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people post a comment on a video from our YouTube channel or something. And I'm like, I'm not even mm -hmm. going to respond. Cause it's just, I'm not getting into it. Like, yeah, it's a waste yeah. of time. You're not going to change your mind. I'm not going to change mine. Like, yeah. Yeah, there there have been times where somebody would ask a question. You know, they make a post and ask a question, and if it's something I know, you know, um, I, I you know, I feel like it's my obligation to help, you know, spread information. So I'll tell them, you know, like uh, uh, somebody asked, um, a, what what sex is my carpet python? It was sold to me as a male, but the shed, you know, is like nine and a half feet, and you know, just typed a quick response like. You know, hey, you can't tell the gender just on shed size. You know, the sheds are, you know, 30% up to 30% bigger, whatever. You know, just basic information. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I usually only leave it at that or I leave it at that. Like if somebody wants to comment and say something stupid, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, dignify that with a response. Yeah, that's why a lot of times, like if somebody posts like a question or something, a lot of times I'll just shoot them a message be like, hey, like yeah you know, I, I don't want to yeah. comment but like this is this is what i know you know take it or leave yeah. it you know but i i really don't like commenting on public 
Public I mean, platforms, man. Honestly, not, I'm past the point of place. even doing that. If someone messages me and asks directly, sure, but it's like I'm not going out of my way. Really. Yeah, I'll always do that. that even then, I, I haven't messaged many people recently being like, hey, you know, here's your answer, you know, because a lot of times if I see a million answers that are like the same thing, I'm like, all right, like, oh, yeah, no, I won't even bother. Somebody, somebody said it, you know, but if everybody's yeah. dead wrong, I'll be like, hey, just so you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a, another yeah. a Facebook phenomenon that I also just always kind of giggle at because I just don't understand. It's like the ID groups. One person will, like, it'll be a picture <laughs> of a copperhead and someone will say, oh, that's a copperhead. Yes. And like, okay, end of, like, end of discussion. That's it. End of discussion. And you have copperhead. other people that see that someone already said that's a copperhead, but they have yeah. to, like, they have, are compelled to type. <laughs> that's a copperhead. Or there's the people that'll come in, chime in, like Definitely a copper people already have, and say, "No, that's not a copperhead." That's <laughs> yeah. that's oh my god, those people are just trolling, man! I swear. Yeah, like, this can't. Uh, it's just people are watching a different movie than you, man. That's my new sort of motto with, with life, yeah. and especially like politics and stuff, and and news and what's going on in the world. I'm just like, people, yeah. someone's mm-hmm. watching a different movie. Like we're looking at the same screen, but we're we're. We ain't yeah. watching the same thing. Yeah. yeah, there, there was one. This has been a while ago, and th- this was like going to be the first time I really like went out of my way, like on a public like comment and being like, "You're wrong. Don't say this ever again." But, like, I ended up because like this some it was I was on Instagram or something. It wasn't even somebody I followed. It was like on my for you page, and some girl had a pair of Egyptian false cobras, which are mm-hmm. you know rear fanged. And um, she was like, yeah, these are really sweet. They they are technically rear fang, but these are really nice and venom isn't bad. So, like, you really don't have to worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. I wasn't technically rear fanged. It either is or it isn't. Yeah, right. And um, she's like, you know, but you don't have to worry about it because it's not bad, blah, blah, blah. Dude, I had this whole thing typed out. I'm like, you could get, theoretically, you could get somebody killed. Do saying this, saying don't worry about it because you don't know how somebody's going to react to any of this venom. You know, I'm not allergic to bees, but if my girlfriend gets stung by a bee, she's going to the hospital. Just like like, in that one movie, My Girl. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, you never know how anybody's going to react to anything. So to say you don't have to worry about it, handle your rear fang snakes just fine. You know, like I will never tell somebody just, hey, you can just reach in and pick up your barons. You know, like it's no problem. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I handle my I barons. Like never bite. Yeah, I handle my barons with my bare hands. I'm not going to say I don't, but I'm not going to tell somebody else to do it. If they ask me, I'm going to say they are rear fangs. So use caution when you do it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to, you know, yeah. but like, Somebody say like, oh, they're the venom's not potent. Like you don't have to worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. Like I was like, you realize like how much bad you are putting out right now. Do never yeah. say that. I have this whole thing typed hey, out. I was show like, me at least three by reports that that can confirm that. Right. So I have yeah. this whole. I have this whole I had yeah. this whole thing typed out for a comment, and I just deleted all of it. I was like, this is such a waste of my freaking time. Because it's going to be in one year, out the other. She's going to respond with some whatever reality crap. In, I was like, nobody yeah. like this is this is worthless. I'm just going to end up getting mad, and I don't do yeah. that. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I don't waste my time with people who aren't going to listen. You know, so I just deleted it. Was like, nope, not doing yeah, it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely like a case by case thing, right? But right. Uh, 
Yeah, no. If if like if there's something that I feel like I can contribute to, you know, educate somebody um, or have advice, whatever, then, right. then I, like I said, I feel like I, I should, uh, right. especially because I'm not burned out with it yet. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm here I've heard it a lot, right? Where you know, seasoned keepers are just tired of the of the bullshit. Yeah. See, and yeah, that's, that, that, that candle's burning at that, both ends, brother. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's really unfortunate because the more people that end up leaving, I mean, I'm guilty of this myself because I just, I'm Facebook groups are not my thing. And I mean, I'm in a, a handful of them, but I'm not active really in, in most of them, even my own. But um, the more people that, that sort of jump that ship leaves it wide open to the people that are just yeah. throwing out information with zero basis behind it you know it's that's yeah. the, sort of the the issue but yeah. with the the corn snake groups in particular man i just couldn't handle the irony anymore because you'd have <laughs> someone you'd have someone posting a picture of like a baby in a you know a six quart tub which is fine like no big deal more they than adequate absolutely <laughs> crucified because it wasn't in a 40 gallon tank with 20 hides and you know a bunch of freaking flea market bullshit inside of it Dude, but then I, uh, someone posts a picture of a snake that is morbidly obese and everyone's like no it's fine it's good it's like are you is it because it's in a 40 gallon that it's okay that it's fat like is that somehow <laughs> gonna save it from dying early yeah i think not yeah i i think it's the biggest weird. corn snake one that i saw was some girl like had a baby, mind you, in some like it was a tank. It wasn't an exoterra, but it was kind of built like an exoterra. It was like an eighteen by eighteen by you know so so tall, right. and um, you know the it, the setup was fine. You know, like mm -hmm. it, it had some hides, some fake plants, whatever. You know, and she was like, "Oh, is my corn snake okay in here?" And she just got torn to absolute shreds for yeah. not having a warm side hide, a cool side hide, enough fake plants, fake branches everywhere, you know, all this yeah. stuff. And I was like, oh, fake my plants, God. A bunch of like, fake dyes in them and silk plants and like, yeah, right. yeah. Was, and dude, it, it killed me, man. Honestly, I, I mean, that's why I don't post, you know, enclosure photos or anything. No, like. never. Never. <laughs> I learn from the mistakes of others. I'm not, yeah. So in the corn groups in particular, it was it was especially pervasive. Yeah, because there there's like all the other groups for the most keep. part, I don't see that. You know? Because there it's because they're a snake that a lot of people keep and they're looked at mm -hmm. as, you know, beginner snakes and you know because they 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 should be you know they're easy to take care of you know and a lot of people have gotten their start with corn snakes and that's uh, first of all fantastic called noodles oh my god you will refer to them as such. i will assault you and if you uh, don't move, what are you so, even doing i mean is it okay to call them nope ropes too or if you're scared of them, I guess. Sure. I don't, you know, whatever. Again. So this like, has been episode two or three of the Herpeticulture podcast. Uh, <laughs> I just oh, like the people that, that keep like gaboons and stuff. And they're like, check out my spicy noodle. <laughs> <laughs> blow out your kidneys bitch. 
<laughs> spicy news is gonna make you bleed out of every orifice you have, motherfucker. Uh, good lord. You ever cried blood? You're gonna. <laughs> Hope you like your pee coming out brown like Coca-Cola. Hey, I've oh, had that. Gosh. It's not fun. Okay. Dude, if okay. I if I started pissing blood at any point in my life, I'm gonna start screaming. Dude, I was out my last it's bout. Scary. My last bout with a kidney stone, I was actually out herping. I was by myself in the middle of the woods, and I'd take a leak. And it was like, you know, because sometimes if there's blood in your urine, it'll come out brown. Like, you know, if you've ever dealt with kidney stones, you know this. I went and took a piss, and it was dark red. Like, straight red. Dude, well, no, because I know what I'm doing at this point. Like, I knew it was probably kidney stone moving. I immediately yeah. went back to my truck and left and went to the doctor. <laughs> it was oh like gosh. blood red. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's bad. That's like yeah. a lot of that's, blood. That's normally if it's normal. like, if there's some blood, it's just really dark brown. Like it's weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it's like filled with blood, it's red. It's yeah. red. It's not, not pleasant. Yeah. Billy Hunt knows what I'm talking about. Bratz's kidney stone club. Yeah, me and me and uh, me and Billy are kidney stone brothers. Presidents. I don't wish that on anybody. The kidney stone society. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, man. I tell you, it is not fun. The Young Bloods Kidney Stone Club. (laughs) No one under forty is. No, no one over forty, man. This is the young, this is the young blood kidney stone group. Oh God, yeah, I got my first kidney stone when I was like ten, seventeen, I think. Oh, like I is. was young, man. Like, yeah, it was, it was rough. Mm. Seventeen or eighteen, I think I got my first one. I woke up and felt like somebody put a knife in my side and kicked me in the balls. Mm-hmm. No fun. Yeah. Do not I'm very grateful that I haven't had to experience that. Water, Same. my friends. Water. Yeah. 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 My uh, uh, my wife's uncle struggles uh, with kidney stones constantly. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. uh, man, I, I I just I feel I feel for people. I feel it'll, for you, Jake. It'll I do. Be, man. It'll bring a grown man to his knees. Oh, imagine Absolutely. Being, imagine being the first guy in history to get him and not knowing what's going on. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's um, no. I don't. It's not a, not a fun thing. Uh, it's funny when I got my first one. It was like it was right out. No, so I was older. I, I was maybe. I think it was right after college when I got my first one. No, I was in college. That's right. I was home while I was in college and I had it. And um, the first thing my doctor asked me, he goes, you drink a lot of sweet tea? I was like, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, about a solid like, gallon every three, like four days. Six pack of 40s. You know? you know, I drank sweet tea like crazy in college. And he's like, yep, yeah, don't do that anymore. No more, no more sweet tea. And I was like, okay. Say what about unsweet? Yeah. No, no. I, the only I have, I allow myself one, maybe two sodas a day, and Ooh, they are rebel. they are Sprite. That is mm-hmm. it. No caffeine and clear. That is the one soda. Yeah, I'm allowed to drink. Are clear. 
<laughs> you have more to worry about the kidney stones drinking monsters like that, buddy. <laughs> Trust me. I'm the poster child of why. Yeah, I'm in the energy drink club, so. Yeah, I'm the poster child of why you should not have energy drinks I think or you just very got sugary drinks. I don't, I think that's it. I think that's all. <sighs> what if, what if in, in 30 years we find out that Aatrox bites have a direct correlation to kidney stone problems? <laughs> that, that, that Aatrox got the last laugh saying... Not yeah. only is your finger going to be stiff forever, but now you also get, get the eternal damnation Jokes of kidney stones until you're dead. Joke's on you. I got my first kidney stone before my Aatrox bite, so you can blow me. The venom just exacerbated the condition. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Just made it worse. Yeah. Tried to yeah. No, I was actually severely hydrated when I was in the hospital for that. They had me linked up to fluids. Didn't I didn't drink. Wa- I didn't drink. I didn't drink water for like four days because I was peeing Probably like didn't crazy. Have to, yeah. No, yeah. I, I was straight. I was straight up. to the vein, man. Yeah, man. I was straight, straight in. I was. I was. They hooked me up, but. but you mean they did their job? Yeah. Weird. They actually did it pretty well too. Yeah, didn't lose my finger. I mean, you're alive, so yeah, I got all my appendages. So. All's well that ends well. Yeah, that's the win. That's the win. Yeah, no. Although the worst part of it though was having to tell every new nurse that was studying in the town I was in, studying nursing. I had to tell them the story every single time a new one walked in, which was every time that someone walked in my room. You should have just recorded it and played it for them or something. <laughs> Here, listen to this. Super smart. That or would have been the thing have to do. one of them record it and be like, please tell your classmates, give them this recording. Yeah. For the love of God, I'm trying to sleep. It, it was horrible. Right. I had uh, when I was 18, I was in a motorcycle accident and uh, was in the hospital for like 10 days and oh. I had this. Jake hole. was also in a motorcycle accident once. Yeah. yeah was it? In my driveway. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> You're a dick for that one. Anyways, Jeremy, continue. <laughs> 10 days hospital. Just yeah, your dick. So, uh, you know, I, I, I had uh, I had just finished um, my second skin graft surgery. And so for the first time in like four or five days, I was actually able to sleep, you know, mm. without being in an immense amount of pain. Well, I had this hole in my calf from, I don't know, the, the peg or something. It looked like you took an ice cream scooper and just scooped out the muscle. Oh, God. So I'm asleep for the first time in like four days. And um, this intern doctor, right, uh, he probably was just out of freaking med school or something. I wake up because he is fingering the hole in my leg. <laughs> he said he said he want he needed to know how. Can you feel this? Was. Is this tender? <laughs> what? <laughs> Even weirder if you ask you if you like it. <laughs> like I was seeing if you were gonna pop a chub when I did. This is good for you as it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> oh my gosh! But hey, why was he doing this? I feel like I'm back in college again. He needed to. He needed to know how deep it was. I said it's fucking why deep, not? dude. <laughs> so yeah, deep enough. <laughs> Sir, if you do not get your he's, finger he's, out of my leg, I will have to strangle you with my IV cable. <laughs> no, he, he was like, you hey, wake he was up. Like knuckle deep in my in my calf. You know what I mean? He, you wake up. You wake up. He's zipping up his pants. He's like, "Yeah, that's a solid four inches." <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that thing is. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm glad my friend was there to. Uh, to make sure that that didn't happen. So. Oh my god! Woo. Yeah, it'd be even worse if he wasn't a doctor. Just dressed up like one. Like, honestly, yeah, though, goes from room to room. How deep I, is this? I, yeah, he could have been. Could have just been the janitor oh that wanted to go, you know, play doctor. What if he got know. in there and was like, "Can you feel that?" Gee whiz, man. So, well, now the, for the important question, do you still have a bike or do you not ride anymore? No, uh, so I, I drove, I actually rebuilt that bike and drove it for the next two years. Nice. Um, I ended up having to get rid of it for legal reasons. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so, that's yeah, all I'm going to say I don't about have, that. I don't have a bike now, but I, I want to get another one. So. No, you don't have one now. No, not currently. Yeah. Should afford another it, one. I thought about getting man. One. All, cheap, my, all man. my extra money goes to snakes. You know. I don't think nah, I'd man. actually ride it as much as I I think I would, and then I also do not trust ninety nine point nine percent of the people around me on the roads. That's, as is yeah, in a no, car, let alone yeah on a bike. Yeah, no, that's that's the issue. I mean, I, I've had some close calls, you know, um, with you know from other drivers. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, if I could, if I could have a bike today, I, I'd have one for sure. You know, I'd go out and get one if I could. Um, I definitely I think miss it. The closest call I've had since <laughs> I got my, because I, the bike I have now is my second bike. Mm -hmm. And, um, the closest call I've had was actually just on Monday. Um, I almost hit a guy on a bicycle. <laughs> he just he just came beat bopping. You know, we were go both going the same way, but he was riding his bike against traffic. And there was a car coming. He just beat bopped over into my lane. We're in the middle of the damn road, and I almost wrecked his shit, dude. It was not pleasant. Yeah, but my bike also my bike now also has a much lower center of gravity than my original one, so I don't mm -hmm. have to drop it in Justin's driveway again. Um, he just—he literally watched me from the window and just laughed. His roommate popped out, asked if I was okay. Yeah, I fell and then I couldn't pick up. I could barely pick up my seven hundred pound motorcycle. See it in my head. Clear as day. That was fucked up, dude. What, what do you ride now? Um, I've got a 2014 Yamaha Bolt. Okay. Um, so it's like a bobber, a bobber style. Yeah, yeah. Old, old school looking. Uh, it's a nine. It's a nine fifty. See. Nice. Yeah, that's she, she, that's she, she, something. She I, that's yeah, that's probably like the style I'm kind of looking at. You know, if I get another one, um, what Dude, I had was I, a uh, 07 or six. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. 
that all those things will move man i see i can't do sport bikes man i can't you can't give me that much speed that's uh that's why i had to get rid of it yeah, <laughs> yeah for legal reasons <laughs> yeah they were just mad because they couldn't catch me <laughs> you know you know Jer jeremy knows the old uh drop a gear disappear man you know that's uh yeah. And especially oh, especially when it's cammed and you got the ecu flashed and everything yeah it's yeah 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 now my bike definitely don't get me wrong my bike's quick like off the mm -hmm. line it's got a lot of pull but mm -hmm. uh it's definitely not definitely not a yeah. speedster at a high speed i can do if i do 80 it's screaming yeah. I mean, it's, see, it's that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I need, man. Yeah. yeah I, I, it's I got, fun. I got the, I got the, you know, the speed demon out of me when I was younger. So, yeah, no, I, I grew up on dirt bikes and four wheelers. And I definitely mm -hmm. wrecked enough of those to know I don't want to do it on asphalt. <laughs> so no, my it bike sucks. now, is, my bike now is perfect, man. It's, you know, it's got a low, it's low profile. It's a small bike. It's easy yeah. to maneuver. You know, I can walk that thing. I push it up into my garage. It's really light. And it, it's, I love, love my motorcycle, dude. That yeah. is, it's my baby. Now yeah. it's cold and she stays in the garage. Mm -hmm. and it, it makes me sad. Cause I do, I can't ride if it's under 70. If it's under 70, I, I can't. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah, dude. I'm oh. freezing. Freezing, yeah. Especially I, I remember, if it's during uh, the day, if it's like a high sun, no clouds, sixty-five. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. But sixty-five at night, no sir, no yeah. sir. There were times where I'd be bundled up, and I'd have to, I'd have to throttle with my left hand, so I could stick my right hand into the fairing <laughs> on the court pipe, so I could warm my hand. Up. Yeah, no. See, I can't, I can't do that. The most I do is like, I'll be, cause I worked at a restaurant part time and it was cold. You know, when I first bought it, I was riding home and it was 50 something degrees out. That was terrible. Yeah. But I'm not doing that this year, but I would ride and I would just like put my hand under my shirt and just hold on with just one hand, just sit there and be <laughs> like, all right, my right hand's going to be really cold. But yeah, no, it's a, uh, it sucks. But yeah, nerd. Yeah, man. Gotta get another bike. Yeah, I, I do. I do. Yeah, I, I miss it, man. it, man. I really do. Tell you what, man, those bolts aren't, they aren't that expensive, man. They, they're really yeah. not. They're, they're I have to look into that, man, because, uh, yeah, that's that's exactly the kind of style I'm looking for, you know, that bomb, yeah. old school. I have to shoot. You know, street bombs, sir. Yeah. yeah, I'll show you. I'll send you a picture when we hang up of mine. Uh, I paid, yeah. they have like 7,000 miles on it. I only paid like five grand for it. So That's nothing. No, dude. Yeah, 2014 yeah. runs like new. It's it's great. Yeah, so, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I'll send you a picture. But tangent over about motorcycles, even though they are awesome. Um, we are past the two hour mark. Uh, Smitty, do we have any closing remarks or questions uh, for? I mean, Mr. you Hicks? talk about how awesome motorcycles are, but clearly you've never taken a ride on a razor scooter. <laughs> I actually did. Me and me and me and Kayla rented those uh those little scooters you can zip around in. And, oh, uh, the ones Gainesville. they like litter all over the the towns. And yeah, stuff yeah. Me, pick up the vios yeah. or whatever. No, they the the ones we rented were birds. Probably drives birds. Those people crazy that they can't just yeah. hop on one and take off. We me and Kayla rented 
two of those while we were in Gainesville last weekend. We were beat bopping around downtown Gainesville. It was, it was pretty fun. It was a good time. But, all right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Again, everybody check out Nomad Reptiles on Instagram. You got to post more, man. Yeah, yeah man. I, I, was, I was, post more. Yeah, I was talking with Justin about that earlier, too. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so bad about posting photos and stuff. I'm the same way, dude. I have not I haven't posted in months, I don't think. Yeah. But gotta 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 get on it, man. You got a lot of cool shit. Yeah. So I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. So everybody go give Jeremy a follow. Don't miss out on all the cool stuff he's got coming up. And as always, give a follow and a check out on the website of blackboxcages.com. They have the best of the best in PVC cages and racks and just all around equipment best on the market time. right now. I was just about to say it, best lead times in the business. They are bar none. You're looking at two to three weeks max right now. Um, so it's best of the best and you're not going to, you will, we will put the THP and THN name behind it. You will love anything you get from them. Super and high quality. Use the THN name at checkout. Yes. Ten percent off your order. Yes. A little, a little something off the top. Shipping's always good. They also have a pickup option. If you are anywhere near the North the, Georgia area. Yeah, North Georgia area. We drive from South Carolina. It's hundred percent worth it. You know, plus you get to meet them and talk to them in person and they're amazing people. Um, so if you're willing to make a little bit of drive, definitely pick up is definitely worth it. Um, so check them out. And then, of course, the man who's been with us from the beginning, Steve Snakeshuary with Steve's Snakeshuary and Steve Snakeshuary's Venom and Venom Hot Sauce. Um, get the whole set. Check them all out. They collect are delicious. Got to collect them all, man. They're like Pokemon cards. Got to get them. They're great. Uh, Steve's an awesome dude. He's been with us for a long time now. We're super grateful for him and his support. Um, so definitely go give him a follow. Check out his, his website and all that he's doing. Um, doing some awesome stuff out in the Louisiana area. And, of course, last but not least, check out Volvius Apparel with my good friend Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. Hey. Got the coolest, the coolest gear in her pediculture right now and um yeah you will love anything you get from i have a ton of shirts from him everything super high quality um so go find something you like if you like the panther for sure you should also get one of those because one of my personal pictures is on that shirt so it's a personal favorite and obviously obsoleta for life so no affliction or tap out type merch here nope if you're a reptile nerd, you will love his stuff. So definitely check him out. Give his page a follow. Check out his website. Um, yeah, I don't remember what you're using for a website. but yeah. I'm using the internet. What are you talking about? Well, I thought there was like a certain like company that you used for it. I um, use Shopify. Shopify, that's it. Yeah, but, yeah it's just fullviceapparel.com. Also use code yeah. THN at checkout. THN listeners and viewers like you get that exclusive 15% off. Yes. Nobody, he does not publicize that. So if you are listening to this, you're the only, you're the only people that are going to hear it. So check it out. Got to get a, some sort of plan for a Black Friday type sale or something here with the holidays coming up. Um, 
still got to get some hoodies up and then I'm probably going to get some beanies made. I'm thinking I'm going to do some sort of deal where you buy a hoodie, you get a beanie kind of, there you go. we'll see. I was going to say for shirts, you should do like a buy two, get one free type of thing. So yeah, I was thinking something yeah. along those lines, but something like that. We'll figure it out. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, got, thank got you. a little bit of time. Yeah. Thank you everybody for tuning in to yet another episode of THP. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us tonight, my friend. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me, man. It was awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. We'll and, be uh, back Monday night for Snakes and Stogies. Um, 183? 184? I think you guys are 184. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Can't keep up. I don't remember. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you all. We'll see you later. Yeah. Good night. Peace.